Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 380, recorded on June 16th, 2022. On tonight's episode with guests Dan, John, and Sam, and not just any guest, special guest from Retrologic, we talk about the latest summer gaming events, a little trivia with the Retrologic crew, the GBA celebrating 21st anniversary here in, the, in North America, and everything, everywhere, all at once. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here. It's Nintendo Dads episode 380, and this party of adventurers has journeyed afar and now has happened upon a kobold war party. Dan, you roll for initiative. It's an 18. What, what do you mean? do? What, what What are we playing? What? What is this? Andy, you rolled a 28. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you failed. A, I am a Christian <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> Oh, look, it's just when I was a kid. The, here's the thing. I threw to the wrong person there. I should have thrown to Jesse. He would have I known have exactly zero what initiative, to do. apparently. Uh, or listening skills. I know I don't have any initiative either when it's 150 billion degrees outside like it is in most. Of oh, the, hold up. Hold on. Uh, it's 95 degrees in my garage now, right now. And you're That's right. You're in that garage. Yeah. Oh, I see the clock back there. I see the 95. Yep. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Man, sacrifices being made tonight, and uh, later on we'll uh, talk uh, about our um, sponsor, Manscaped, and you'll probably need that after tonight, after sitting yes. out there. Uh, joining us on the show tonight, again, our special guest from RetroLogic, but also our usual cast of Nintendo Dads characters, so that means there's seven people on this podcast, which we think ties the record for the greatest amount of people on the show at one time. Jesse Waldack, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. I have a few quick stories I wanted to quickly spit out. So, one, uh, we, we've had 95 degree heat for the last three or four days, and our air conditioning decided to go wonky yesterday. So I called the repair guy to come to come come on out, and while I was waiting, I decided, oh, let's check the filter. The filter is gunked because of the kitchen remodel. That's why so, it went out. So I swapped out the filter. The, the, the guy originally said, yeah, it looks like everything looks fine, so I think it's just a filter. But the, it then had the same problem today. So I'm like, okay, can you send someone out again on Friday? Or so, uh, I'm told, something's weird with the air conditioning. So it's, it's working okay now, but it gets to the point where it freezes up and then stops blowing. Then That's not good. No. But the second, second quick thing, I got an unusual package today from China. I didn't order it. No one in my family ordered it. Someone must have sent it to me, and I have no idea who. Did you open it? I did open it. It was a set of eight toothbrushes Jesse, from China. Don't open a package you didn't order. <laughs> Were any of the toothbrushes used? You're alive. That's a good thing. Did you use the toothbrushes after uh, uh, that? Uh, uh, none of them are used, and I did not use any. So, did you gain? Did you even have your name on it? Guys, well, guys listen. <laughs> this is what happens when you order forks on Wish.com. All right. No, but the package did have my name on it. Okay. Well, so I, listen. I don't was know a, how that happened. I don't know. That was a. Weird. Well, I figured someone might have ordered it. 
because people, you know, people order stuff all the time and get sent it to my house to be picked up later because they don't trust their apartment complex. And I understand that. But yeah, Jess, Jesse, I just nope. I just want to say, well, I'll tell you what happened. Just I'm I'm really, really happy that your anniversary gift from Nintendo Dad showed up. I'm just how many toothbrushes were there? Yes, I, I think I think it was eight. Yes. For eight years. That's right. That's what I was going to say. It's it's seven years of employee of the year and one to grow on. It's a little bit yeah. of, proje- you know, you know, you know we I'm talked saying? about this. I'm glad yeah. you went ahead You're and welcome. again. Big but thanks Chad, to Patreon.com for supporting us sending toothbrushes to uh, Jesse Waldeck as our eight-year running employee of the year. The chat saying Robo Jesse must have sent them. Yeah, that's what it is. And that, <laughs> that voice you heard just a minute ago, those velvety tones. Mr. Justin Masson, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I am excited to be here. There is so much video game news talking about. Why did about. you say thanks for having me? Like you're not on the show. I know. I sometimes I just feel like I'm just not here enough. Uh, because the show, you know what? Because the show is is almost fifty percent retro logic at this point. That is also true, right? And I also just sometimes feel like I get to be a guest here. I don't feel like this is my show anymore. I feel this is like our show. Oh. So thanks for having me here together. Okay. Timothy, off. What's going on, sir? I'm doing great. I'm just sitting back and enjoying all the the comedy here. It's comedy gold right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> comedy bronze. Right. Comedy yeah, it's not bronze. it's not reached gold yet. <laughs> we've, we've, got a, started, we've got a bunch right? more bananas to collect. Uh, speaking of bananas after? to collect, joining us on the show tonight uh, from the Retro Logic Podcast, uh, Dan Caparello. How you doing? I'm buddy? here. I'm here, and I have all the bananas. Yep. And you don't have initiative. Uh, you do have Donkey Kong there in the background. It looks like I've there. got lots of Donkey Kong going on back here. So yeah, if, if we want to get into it, we can get into oh, it. Oh my we, gosh, oh, could we? we? Can, yeah. Oh, please. we will. We will. There, there'll be a don- <laughs> there'll be a special one-time Donkey Kong segment uh, in the post show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just Justin and I. That's it. Y'all also joining leave. us uh, from Retrologic, uh, Sam. Otherwise Hello. known as how, how would most people otherwise know you? As the one, but maybe not only, third strongest mole. That is correct. And third I promised that I was not um, ignoring your uh, invite to TMNT Shredder's Revenge earlier that you sent me. I'm sure. I just wanted um, to know how that worked. Yeah. Um, the, the way it works is, is everyone else with good internet gets to enjoy that. And when you send it to me, I just ignore it. Because if I tried to do it at my house, mm-hmm. uh, my router would burst into flames. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. So Understandable. Uh, we're glad to have you on the show. And also from RetroLogic, John, that fast. How you doing, bud? Pretty good. And I have no Donkey Kong behind me. You do have a you do have a chain chomp with a Mario hat, though. There's a so. Donkey Kong somewhere. I did, yeah. I actually I don't have a Donkey Kong amiibo out of all my amiibos here. What? Somehow. Yeah, I missed I have the first one. Run. I have John. one. I have Diddy Kong as well. How long have we been friends? <laughs> well. That's that's because it ends because today. Anyone? <laughs> oh, well, that's you know what? Fair. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> we need to fix that. Well, fix that. guys, we not only have a huge cast uh, of and crew for this show, but we have a ton of news to get through. As there was a lot of uh, announcements this week, a lot of reveals, and we want to go ahead and dive into that for you. So, Jesse, you know what to do. Let's head for the news. Of 
course, our news is brought to us each and every week by you fine folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you can join up and be a part of that for as little as a dollar a month. Get into the Discord, $5 gets you all the channels, $10 gets you pre and post show audio, uh, including a rousing discussion of Donkey Kong uh, tonight, as well as a uh, quarterly art card highlighting one of the greatest uh, or the newest releases. It's come out. We just posted our brand new one for Super Mario or not Super Mario. I'm sorry. Mario Strikers. Um, and uh, $30 gets you on the show as a Patreon producer. And you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and do that. And guys, look, honestly, seriously, here, Justin made mention of this earlier in the show. Your patronage does support different things here at Nintendo Dads. It supports things like being able to replace equipment when we need to. It, it supports being able to pay for games and systems when we need to. And in the future, hopefully sending members of Nintendo Dads to different cons and meetups and possibly even toothbrushes. Hosting our own con. I don't know. And, and also Ooh. toothbrushes. Toothbrushes. Dad for Jesse. Con. Yeah. Yeah. Dad con. That's, that's what we would like to call it. I don't know. Well, we'll see. It's probably there. Probably there's probably already a dad con somewhere that has seminars like finding the right New Balance shoes for you, uh, how to tuck in your shirt with shorts, and how to mow the yard in alternating lines, crisscross, to make it look like that hatch. I'm working on that one right now. The alternating paths. You know. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm just. (laughs) Yeah, it would have to be Nintendo Dad Con because Dad Con is used by like a million different things. Okay, Nintendo Dad Con. So says Google. Well, well, we probably don't want to use the word Nintendo. Uh, the, the, oh, yeah. We might get flagged for that. Yeah. And so. Dads. Yeah, and Dads Con. And Dads Con. Nin Dads Con. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, guys, tons of news this week from not E3. Nintendo strangely absent, uh, though. Let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Most rumors and innuendo point to next week. Uh, dropping a Nintendo Direct probably around June 28th or 29th, possibly uh, revealed or announced on the 28th and dropping on the 29th, yeah, which that, follows the pattern that they've been using. Now. Yeah. Okay. Well, two weeks from now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So closing out the month of June, which it does kind of make sense. And we give them time to highlight um, Fire Emblem, uh, Three Hopes, and everything else coming out for the rest of the summer and kind of go through the rest of the year as well. But uh, we want to talk about some of the things that uh, were revealed this week and even today, right before we came uh, to be on the air. So let's start just kind of... Before we get into details, I just want to rant a little. Okay. So as the one who aggregated all these notes, this is way too much. (laughs) If it was... Three half-hour shows gives me an hour breather between them to kind of take it in and absorb it and understand it. Sure, that'd be that's kind of what normal E3 is. But this was like three 90-minute shows that were back-to-back-to-back, and I didn't have any chances to really take anything in. So like on on Friday or the Gorilla Collective, those two or three things I thought I liked. I couldn't tell you what they were because by the end of the day, yeah, I had five pages of th- of announcements. I don't remember which ones from which one. So yeah, as we go through these, I couldn't. T- I can't tell you anything about any of these games. But right. I have the notes with the game, the system if announced, and and the a date range if announced. Right. And so what we'll do as we go through these is just kind of talk about some of them and kind of highlight the bigger releases 
And only ones that are coming to to switch just to save time. Uh, but so, we do want to mention. So um, if Nintendo is doing a 29th show, you know, good for being by yourself. That's, that's not right. going to get buried by that's every right. other announcement. Yeah. Uh, June 10th saw Netflix gaming events uh, that revealed three new video game shows uh, or, well, return video game shows in some ways. The Cuphead show is getting a season two. It premieres on August 19th. Has anyone watched Cuphead? Yeah, it's good. I have. It's like downloaded on mine and on, on my <laughs> iPad, and I've I've not watched it yet. Um, Sonic Prime is going to launch sometime this year. A trailer for that was already uh, was was shown previously uh, as a teaser. Anybody interested in this one? I'll watch it. At least I'm cautiously it optimistic to give it a chance. But yeah, that one I have less hope I, for. I feel the same way about this that. one as I do about Sonic Frontiers. Like, I'm. it might be good. <laughs> but I want to wait and see. So, uh, also announced Castlevania Nocturne, which, man, I, the Castlevania series on Netflix was absolutely amazing. This is a brand new series that will follow uh, Richter Belmont. And so, I'm all in on that one. Yeah, because yes, yep, yep. just, they just don't care about Simon for is some reason. Is it an anime? Like the other one, kind of. Well, yeah, it, I would. It's, it's like it's the anime other one. Yes, it's, it's anime inspired, but it itself is not anime. So it's not. It's not the same style as the other one. Yeah, or is it? It it's is the same style. Yeah, it same is. art style. I think it, it's made by the same people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. It's Thanks basically for the confusing answer to my question. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this is done by the same showrunners. I'm not. You have I'm to not tell them the, why. You have to tell them why it's not considered an anime. And I think that's oh. what's confusing is <laughs> because it's not made, not being produced by a Japanese studio. A, a show I mean, can be anime sense. inspired, say like early 2000s Teen Titans. Right. There are things there that are anime. The, but it's not anime. <laughs> I'm not finished the original Castlevania series. I'm like, I have one more season left and I don't know why I won't finish it because it will take me like three hours to watch. So good. It's all, but it's kind of like yeah. He-Man. It's kind of like the He-Man Revelations. Uh, they had a season two, and it's like four episodes, and I just, I don't know. I don't ever think to finish it. Uh, but they did also announce Netflix has new games coming to the service, uh, including Spiritfarer and Raji, uh, the ancient, an ancient epic. Uh, also on June 10th, Lumberjack, which had been uh, previously announced for the Switch. I think I found a Post-it note here in my office the other day from the last Indie Direct's or one of the previous ones, like where Tom was uh, introduced and different things like that. And I'd written down all the games from it. I was introduced. It, I was interested in Lumberjack was the last one that had not been released other than metal uh, metal slug tactics. And we don't, I don't think Ooh. we we have a date on that. Where is it? Yeah, exactly. We need it. I need it. Uh, but Lumberjack dropped. I picked this up and it's great, but I've already beat it. Like it's I'll talk. I'll talk more about it in. And, and I mean, like when I say beat it, I beat it a hundred percent. Like everything's done. Wow. No, so I'll talk about it when we get to our games we've been playing. Uh, I, I do give it a thumbs up though. So I, I noticed some of y'all were like, had the grimace, like, oh, you already beat it. Well, I've already almost kind of beat Shredder's Revenge too, but I'm anyway. Uh, June 11th was a Gorilla Collective uh, three event. And these are all games that were uh, announced for Switch. 
From Space, Signalist, Madison, The Last Worker. I want to talk about this one. I want to stop here. Cassette Beasts, uh, which looks like an 80s-inspired Pokemon game where where, like, monsters come out of cassettes and you can combine them and make new monsters that fight like that you combine their powers and it makes a more powerful version of that, that monster. That sounds that like one that I wanted to keep. My yes. Eye on. Like this. I, and it looked good too. And they, and it's very, like you can see like from the trailer, super Pokemon uh, inspired um, contract killer bats, bloodsucker, anti-terror squad, uh, Arkanoid eternal battle, wrestle quest, which still does not have a date. It's still 2022. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm interested in Arkanoid. That's like Arkanoid Battle Royale. Yeah. Yeah. That that's and that's weird. Like, how are you gonna do that as a battle royale? Break break blit. Uh, I can't even say you it. You have like you have like a hundred you have it in a <laughs> yeah, it's like circle. Tetris, I would imagine. Big circle and all the blocks are in the middle and everybody's bouncing around. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think everyone all has their own field and you just yeah. send junk. That that yeah, sounds like Tetris. Yeah. Mm, that, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um no, it's great. Remember, do you remember Tetris DS when it was two player and like one person came in from the top and one person came in from the bottom? Yes. Like, yeah, do that. Uh, with like with fifteen hundred people. And who can who can finish Marty, it first? Who Marty, can finish you it first? Liked Tetris DS. I love Tetris DS. Yeah, okay. uh, but I don't know about it. Arkanoid, like right. it just. Arkanoid's a proven format. It is a proven yeah. format, but it already it already that game gives me anxiety. It, well. It, because no, I can't, it, it I can't make the ball controller. go where I want to. Yeah, it needs a paddle I, controller. That's exactly right. It does yeah. need a paddle controller. Or like the me. DS had it, so maybe we'll get one for the Switch. Joy-Con with just a dial on it. Yeah, Is there a um, paddle controller for the NES as well? There was. Oh. Or it was either for the NES or the Famicom, one or the other. Yeah. Uh, also announced during that Gorilla Collective, Batora Lost Haven, or it was shown again, River Tales Stronger Together, uh, Iconai Island, Time on Frog Island, uh, which kind of looks. Did, did anybody else get like the vibe from Time from Time on Frog Island that it was just like, hey, let's do Animal Crossing again? Kind of, very similar. There was yeah. a few games like that. Yeah. Um, also, last two, the Cub and Shishingo learn Japanese with photography. I'm interested in the Cub. Yeah, don't the, pass on the Cub. It looks yeah. good. Yeah. The Cub is a prequel to that Wasteland Golf game that I didn't like. It is. Uh, oh. But it was shown off like four, five different times that, this weekend. <laughs> yep. In different in different uh, showcases. Different showcases, yeah. 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 And Apparently that's, it's a part of a trilogy too. Right. That's something that's really interesting to me is that several of these games like overlapped on, on different shows. I think right? it's because they were on – like I guess won an award on from each of these uh, showcases. Um, yeah, and that's why they came up. They were acknowledged by these groups, and then so they had their own um, showcase and included them in that showcase. That's how they mm-hmm. won. So some of them were just really good at I guess at showing up in in a few of these. I think because yeah. nobody expects you crazy people to watch every single show. <laughs> Well, that's what yeah, we do. That makes Sam. sense. Yes, that's what we do. It's more exposure. Uh, I, I only watch. I, here's the thing: I didn't watch any of the ones with any Nintendo information. I watched the Xbox show on oh Sunday. Gosh. 
<laughs> I don't know why. I was like, I don't got nothing to do. I'll watch the Xbox show, and I was blown away. I, I thought it was good. Um, future game show shut off Trey Racers, Lost in Play, Bright Memory, Infinite, The Last Faith, Ship of Fools, uh, Batora, The Lost Haven again, uh, The Night Witch, Tinykin, and Serial Cleaners. Um, most of those are fall or coming soon. Uh, Trey Racers is 2023. Uh, then we got to June 12th. And this is where the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase was. And Justin, I'm going to throw to you here in just a minute because uh, the big news, I think one of the biggest things that came out of um, the Xbox gaming show that also affects Nintendo gamers is more information finally on Overwatch 2. Uh, And so kind of catch, if, if we've got listeners who are not familiar with what's going on in the world of Overwatch and hasn't, has come out in the last four or five days. Kind of catch us up. Where are we stand with Overwatch 2 right now? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great question. So, Overwatch 2, for those who know, Overwatch exists. A while ago, uh, Activision Blizzard said, we're going to make Overwatch 2. We saw some early, early footage for it, and we all went like, so what's different? What's new? Yeah. And over, and I think at that time, they didn't really make a good argument for really why, what, was, what was deeming the moniker to be 2. Um, and so today Overwatch had a kind of a big reveal. It wasn't too sure when it was actually coming out there had, or before the Xbox event, there had been some light betas that people had responded very well to. Um, but we actually got a final date of October 4th. Now, the interesting thing about the reveal, um, that Overwatch has, has done actually is they are now changing the game. And this is the big change to free to play. And that's actually really critical because that is a dynamic change in Overwatch's approach. Prior to it, if right now you went on to the eShop and you wanted to play Overwatch, you had to pay. And I believe it's like it's a full price game, even despite the fact. I, believe uh, it's, I think it's hanging at 20. It's 20. 20? OK, yeah. I thought it was around 20. Despite the fact that it's been it's it's came out in 2016. By the way, when it came out in 2016, it was like IGN's game of the year. It is a it is a fantastic team-based shooter. There's a bunch of games that have tried to repeat it since, but it really kind of began that big online genre game that we've now seen. And I think you see that in stuff like Apex Legends, Fortnite, a, a lot of these uh, Call of Duty, Rainbow Six Siege, a lot of these games, Paladins, that has kind of increased. The problem with it. And this is the question, I think, as, as a fan of the, uh, the fan of the industry and a fan of the game, I very much love Overwatch, was a lot has changed <laughs> in the last five years since this game was released, since the original Overwatch, the landscape has changed. What are you doing differently? So it's officially revealed it is going free to play, which means when this game drops on October 4th, which is the date they're holding right now, you can jump into it. You don't need to pay anything similar to Fortnite, Apex Legends. However, there is some caveats here of you are encouraged their, their, their monetization model. I'm trying to actually go through it a little bit here. They, there is a battle pass monetization model. They definitely have the loot boxes are now gone. Now this is interesting because for those of you that may not know loot boxes cause them a storm in regards to gambling, especially in Europe. There was a massive change in regards to, Jesse is now writing down the timestamp that I just swore um, <laughs> in regards to gambling. So they actually removed the loot boxes. So they've changed their monetization model. 
Um, there are some new maps. There are some new characters. And what over the Overwatch team has done is they've actually created a really effective roadmap showing what they're going to be rolling out in the next several, uh, the, the when it launches. So on October 4th, which they're deeming a season one, there are three new, three new heroes, four new maps, 30 new skins, a new battle pass, new mythic skin, and new game mode. And then season two actually starts on December 6th. So they actually have a roadmap. A couple of other things is to mention here as well. It is a live, a free-to-play live service. So everyone can jump in. There's PvP, which has been reimagined. There's seasonal modes, which is a nine-week battle pass, essentially. There's cross-progression, and there is a PvE experience. So holistically, it sounds like they've done a great job preparing uh, for this new Overwatch. I'm excited to jump into it. Where does it have legs? Again, there is Overwatch is a big game. We know there is the Overwatch League. There was a lot of kind of momentum around it. Uh, but since 2016, other games like Apex Legends, Fortnite, any of these big games have come into space. It's good to see them evolving, but does it have the kind of legs? And I think that this is sort of, it brings me back to Halo Infinite last year. Halo Infinite had a great pop at the beginning of the year. People jumped into it and then they kind of fell off pretty fast, um, which I'm curious if we're going to see that here. The other thing that I'm very interested in seeing Overwatch 2, when it was originally announced, was a standalone game. However, if you had Overwatch 1, things would cross over. I listened to the conference today and there were some words about like transformations and adjustments. And if you go onto the Nintendo Switch eShop right now, you can pre-order Overwatch 2, but you're pre-ordering it or you're ordering it with Overwatch the original. So I think that it's it it sounds they, like the, they did the, confirm that your skins will come over. Yeah, it does come over. It sounds like on October 4th, you're gonna hit like update my game. And it's just going to convert Overwatch One to like Overwatch Two on your is what I'm is what I'm thinking is going to happen. Similar so, to like when Fortnite goes through a new season. I don't know I for sure. This? We have no okay. confirmation. Okay. So okay. So remember when Rocket League went free to play? Yep. And then everybody who paid for Rocket League like got some stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Because I yeah. bought so the, Yes. Yeah, so there is. So as an Overwatch, uh, some as an over pre Overwatch owner you will be able to log in and claim some free foundation packets, which get you get two Epic skins, player icons and other exclusive uh, loot um, starting June 23rd for being a previous Overwatch owner before Overwatch two. So they are giving you some things. Okay. So Overwatch I don't know whether it's going away. Sounds like it's so here's the, it is very, they'll, they'll close those servers eventually. They, they haven't. No, I mean, been they're just going to convert everything over to Overwatch too. It sounds like it. The, the, like, here's the thing: it's not crystal clear. Like, I'm like, so on October fourth, am I getting another icon on my Switch, or is it just evolving? Is it just changing? Well, can I ask this? Has anybody here bought the Watch Point pack? I did. Yep. Okay, so when you bought the Watch Point pack, did you get another icon on your Switch? So uh, here's a flip story here. Uh, quick story: when we got, I got Overwatch. I was living in Europe. Uh, so I have the EU version, which means I'd have to pay for the EU watch point pack. And also if there's seasonal passes would mean I have to be paying in EU funds. So I said, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. So I went over sure. and on the North American side, bought the Overwatch bundle right now, which is Overwatch legendary and the watch point pack. And it's together. And all that showed up on my icon screen is Overwatch, like the legendary pack 
or the original one, I have logged in. And because of um, passwords and stuff, I got all my skins from my EU account. So everything is crossed over. That's great. I'm happy there. So the answer no. is yes. Overwatch is going away. And this is just a, this is basically DLC for Overwatch. That is essentially it. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, well, to, to unless you buy, unless you buy the, uh, the, the founder pack or whatever. Yeah. Force, yeah the force watch free point. DLC. So yeah, here's where, here's where I kind of have some issues with this. And, and, I uh, got into kind of a discussion about this on Twitter with some folks earlier. It just, I don't know that I can jump in on this. And, and here's why. Here's some reasons. I love the world of Overwatch. I thought Overwatch was super well produced and well done when it came out, but it was its own game. It was self-contained. And when they released things, they released, you, you had already bought those things. So like when Doomfist came to the game, when Somber came to the game, when the hamster ball guy came to the game, uh, on all those other people, they just showed up. Now, you can buy loot boxes and get those skins and everything. But now, here's another game with another battle pass. And you've already kind of alluded to this. So now there's, let's let's count them up. There's Fortnite. There's Apex. There's going to be Overwatch. There's Rocket League, Call Rocket of League. Duty, yep. Fall Guys. But I mean, this, but this is the thing, though, Marty. And this is the Platoon. question, I think, Splatoon, right? In some ways, yeah. This is the this is the question that we are all asking was can Overwatch evolve in a world that has changed 5 years later? But can I can I ask you this did you not predict earlier this year or did someone on this show not predict that Overwatch or I mean that that Splatoon would get a battle pass? I think I predicted that Overwatch was going to get a battle pass. You may have. Uh but I don't I, just, I, I wonder at what point I'm asking this question because everything has its place and everything has its time. When did we, when do we reach battle pass fatigue well, and it, it starts to die out and we start seeing casualties of that. And what are going to be those casualties? Because here's the deal. Uh, you're, they are entering an overly saturated market with an, it's a proven method, but it's not a proven method for their game. Yeah, but it's a, it's an established IP. Mm-hmm. They're not brand new, so they are going to have a following. Like they have a built-in following, and they know yeah. that. And the and, and the other similar to streaming can, services. Can they yeah, stay? And, can they stay non-toxic enough to keep their following? Yeah, and and one I also another thing, a couple other things I found interesting about this, and and then I'll quit pooping on it. But no, you won't. Uh, no, you're right. I won't. I'll I'll probably be. I'll see you on Twitter. Uh, and, and, and look, and then you'll see me booted up on October 4th. So, I mean, it's coming. Uh, the, you know, the very, I've seen, there's been a lot of lead up to Splatoon 3 with a lot of people saying, I don't see anything different. I don't see anything different. I don't see anything different. And, and Splatoon 2, like when it came out, people were saying, well, there's nothing different. There's nothing, just Splatoon 1 all over again. Oh, but they tacked on Salmon Run. And that's it, you know, uh, and that's been like the beat, the drum that people have been beating for so long. Uh, where are those people with this Overwatch news? Where, I, you know, here, like, I mean, I, I'm going to be straight and honest with you as well. Right. I believe that Splatoon 1, Splatoon 2 and Splatoon 3. And again, Nintendo didn't know what, what the hit Splatoon was going to be. Splatoon should legitimately be a live service game. That's oh, I what agree it should, with that. That's what I it agree should with be. that. 
And, and, and I think when you look at it, but they're also like, well, we can monetize hard on this. So why not? Um, and I think I think Overwatch understands that they had they have to evolve. And I also think that if you were to say, I'm going to charge 60 bucks for this, no one's buying it. Right. Like you're like, OK, you're giving me three new heroes and some new maps. You need to be better than this. And so I think that the, they put themselves in a corner where they have to do something dynamically different than what they could do. And they are offering that. And I think it's an interesting idea. Now, again, this this if we talk a little bit about this pass that you can purchase now, um, and I was on the shop a moment ago. It is known as the watch point pack. So you can purchase it right now. And, and it's what it's $40. Comes, I don't I don't think you can purchase it separately right now. Can you? No, that's what I'm saying. It's, the watch point pack is $40. It's in our notes. It's in our notes. Okay. So it, it comes with the premium battle pass for season one, two Overwatch hero skins, uh, 2000 virtual currencies and Overwatch icons as well. And you can buy it right now. And you can mm-hmm. buy it right now. I, here's and, it the also, thing. and it also gets you now say if it's $40, but if you don't own the first Overwatch, you also get that immediately. You can begin playing today. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't, I actually don't, I know that I think someone is having an issue with this. I don't actually have an issue with this because this is, this is the same idea as a founder's pack in a lot of games. When I bought Apex Legends, it was like, Hey, pay 30 bucks and you get your, your legend of yep. choice and you can buy your, it gets you, you get, you know, 3000 Apex coins, which gets you your first battle pass and blah, blah, blah. I have no issues with this. Um, I, I don't have a concern with it. That's what all free to play games do. It is what it is. So I have no issues with it. I think it's a fine model. <laughs> The difference between this and Splatoon 2, everybody complained that it was the same, but yet 7 million people went out and bought it afterwards yep. and paid $60 for it. The so why would Nintendo go that way? Right. The other difference between Splatoon <laughs> and this is that Splatoon is kind of like a reverse battle pass where it's like, yeah, you're paying $60 to buy the game, but then like all of the updates are free except for like the actual single player DLC that was worth $30, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and, you could spend the, $60 up front in Splatoon, never spend a dime and get everybody gets the exact same experience. Exactly. And yeah. the, the, the issue with Splatoon, which is why Nintendo, it can't be the same type of games as a service <laughs> game. is because Nintendo doesn't store the player data. Every player stores their own data on their own switches, which is why they can't cloud back it up. And if you, get a new switch you could lose all your data and poof gone but if yep. it was actually if it was like Fortnite and the data lived in their servers then it wouldn't matter yeah yeah i, well, I do think splatoon 3 is gonna have a lot of uh disappointment on launch just historically based on how splatoon has handled launching within content and filling it out i think that's gonna look really bad you know, the original Splatoon launched with five stages in multiplayer. Splatoon 2 launched with eight. There's no way Splatoon 3 at launch will have as many stages as Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to look bad when you have a yeah. game with more content in the same series on the same system. Like Splatoon 3 will probably launch as a worse game than Splatoon 2, at least in terms of content. And there, and there, will, be a, there will be a roadmap. Right. Mm-hmm. And which is I hate that word. That's the new buzzword is everything has a roadmap. And but now we know uh, what to expect from Splatoon. Like I'm yeah, not worried right. about the roadmap. Nintendo's still like eight years away from a battle pass anyway, right? Like it takes yeah. them that long yeah. to get to that point. So yeah. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come up with a splat pass, uh, you know, with Splatoon six or something like that. Um <laughs> yeah. but anyway, this game's early access, uh beta. You if uh you get into the beta by buying the watch point pack. No, uh right. 
on there no. is no beta access that is, so there is a beta occurring uh, at the end of june beta access does not include the nintendo switch oh that's then why spend 40 bucks Be, well the 40 dollars is for when it launches on october 4th but does not your, but does that 40 dollars on other systems not get you into the beta yes i'm sure it does then they're not they're just not doing it they're just not doing a beta on the switch well, that's very promising. It's not ready. Uh, yeah, I, I said in a tweet earlier, I was like, "This game, we are going to get 30 days out from this game is released. We're going to get a, a tweet that says from the Overwatch team, we regret to inform you the Nintendo Switch version has been delayed. Please we understand. Still work- right. Please understand right. we're working for it, but we're excited that October 4th is, is Overwatch understand. Day. Yeah, there it is. There it is. That's what's going to happen. You're exactly right. Um, anyway. Also on the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, uh, Cocoon, and I'm skipping a game on purpose. Cocoon is is a uh, like a, a top down isometric isometric view like Zelda puzzle adventure game. Uh, oh, I was surprised the, this was from, coming from the creators of Limbo and Inside. Yes, I was surprised this was coming to Switch, but it is uh, in 2023. I'm looking forward um, to this one. But yeah. also, mm-hmm. this is the one I'm excited about. Irrationally so, and I don't know why. 2023 Minecraft <laughs> Legends is coming to Xbox, PC, also coming to Nintendo Switch. Guys, this is like a Minecraft uh, uh, like adventure game. I, I don't know. Like From what they showed of it, it was really hard to tell kind of what it was, but it, it just looks so... Is it a real-time know. strategy? I think it's a RTS. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah, more it's real-time a, strategy oh, set oh, in the cool. Minecraft universe. So, so now um, Minecraft makes sense, like as a name, because of like StarCraft and Warcraft. Now it's Minecraft. <laughs> there there you, go. you go. I just, I, I, I don't know. Like my son and I were watching it, and I was like, immediately, I was like, this is a game we can play together. The new uh, action strategy game. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm all for this. So it's, it's not Diablo Minecraft. We've already had that. So now we're getting. Uh, Starcraft, Minecraft. RTS. It's a Muso. It's right. a Muso game. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's Starcraft or uh, Minecraft. They won't. They won't make yeah. my Animal Crossing go. Muso game that I've been wanting. Night of the Living Gyroids. They won't make that, but they're making the Minecraft one where you're going to fight. You know, 100 chicken-sized pigmen. You know what, Marty? <laughs> On that note, I would not be surprised if we get some kind of Animal Crossing spinoff game in the next year or two. Oh yeah. Um, Something. Uh, let's do it. I mean, it's money. Amiibo Festival it's money. too. Let's go. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, notable from the PC gaming show the same day uh, Super Animal Royale Season 4 was announced. This is also going to be on Switch. Demon School uh, is coming that to one, everything. That one looked interesting. I think that one looks... It had a Shimagami Tensei Persona feel to it. But it's, I think it was pixel graphics. Yeah. Yeah. And Back Firewall which I watched the trailer to and I didn't really understand, but it looked interesting. So that's going to be out in 2022 uh, as well. Just, uh, the, just before we, before we head off the, uh, the Xbox stuff, or are we going to come back yeah. to later, Marty? Or No, let's, okay. let's do it now. Uh, I, I, I want to say a couple of things about the Xbox showcase. I think that it was a really good showcase. I think they did mm-hmm. a great job showing again, telling you the story was in the next 12 months. They did a lot of gameplay footage, not a lot of CG footage, which is great. But there's a really interesting, subtle thing that they ended up doing that was really interesting. I don't know if a lot of people have caught this, but but Xbox played really, really leaned heavily into the Eastern market this time. And, 
And we saw that in a couple of ways. We saw that with the Persona 5 or uh, the Persona games coming over to Xbox. That's a big get for them. The relationship with Riot Games, League of Legends, that is a massive get for them, for that audience. And then to end the show with Hideo Kojima. Oh. Hideo Kojima. What, <laughs> what a place to freeze up on here. Yeah, that's. Can we screen you clap? Oh, I tried to, <laughs> to screen grab it, but ma, he, he cleared say up. Ma, before quick, him, but... ma, 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 yeah. <laughs> Kaji, ma, 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 uh, that is, that was big. And I think when you continue to think of Xbox's strategy of Xbox anywhere, cloud gaming, mobile gaming, they're transitioning more and more into that market and they're trying to get more of a foothold in it. And I think the games that they have just signed have that have that have that kind of area or have that kind of audience maybe yeah. now being much more engaged we know that xbox traditionally does not have a large market share in the eastern audiences i think this has been a this was a massive move for them i think it was really critical for them and i think we're actually going to see this pay a little bit off for them so it was it was very subtle i don't know if any again very subtle to catch it but but it was a very strategic business decision that they were making and i think they did a great job telling that story and again that riot games relationship was the one that i had said before that i was hoping nintendo was going to seal the deal on the fact that they've gone to xbox might be an indicator that nintendo couldn't seal the deal that is absolutely Massive, massive member League of Legends now being on a console is a massive deal for Xbox. Um, and, so we and, cannot and pass Justin, that one. I'll throw this out here too that there are some things from that Xbox showcase that we have seen on Nintendo systems before because mm-hmm. of their uh Skyrim Doom, uh, mm-hmm. things like that that you know were uh able to be brought over because Bethesda was not owned by Microsoft, but. I don't know if you noticed this, but when they showed those games at the bottom, it would always tell where they were going to be. Yep. And if you notice, it said on Xbox consoles and PC. Yep. On Xbox consoles and PC. And so I'm not going to, I don't think we should rule out because we do know that Microsoft and Nintendo tend to play nice with each other, but it looks like we're starting to see the beginnings of exclusivity for Xbox only for Bethesda games. Uh, which for some people is going to be a huge thing. Uh, and because those are beloved franchises. Um, but you're right. I mean, the fact that Persona 5 Royale is going to be uh, on Game Pass like for free. And I put that in air quotes because that's anytime I talk about Game Pass, it's free. I mean, you're paying I for it. I don't think Persona games were Game Pass, were they? Yes. They were? October 21st. Persona 5 Royale launches on, uh, I believe, and I'm, I could be wrong. Um, um, I'm going to Google it right now. Well, I, I've got it in the big show notes. I just didn't paste it into. The, uh, uh, it is uh, arrives with Xbox Game Pass. Yes, this is from Xbox.com. Okay. Yep. I, I, I do see with Game uh, Pass. So that means, that means Xbox Game Pass will have Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royale. Uh, and with five coming out first. And again, if you're not familiar with Persona series, uh, none of those games are interlocked. I mean, there's a kind of a running theme, but you don't have to play one to play the other. So each of those is a huge get. And you're right. I think that it is is definitely a play for the Eastern market. It's definitely a play uh, to sell more Xboxes in Japan. Yeah, Microsoft has to. Have you seen Xbox sales in Japan? Like there's sub thousands every time. 
every month they're like well well 300 xbox actually at the beginning of the year they did outsell playstation probably because of stock but they did outsell playstation yeah which is which is one of the reasons why i think you know and, and and again it's not being talked a lot about and everyone like gets mad at me when i say it xbox's cloud gaming strategy where you can play it on your mobile phone we know the eastern market handhelds are a big thing right so now i can take my my xbox games with me on my phone right mm-hmm. like that yeah. and i can like that is a big thing that i don't think we're, we're really considering the same way we know that the network infrastructure there supports a lot more of like online um kind of connectivity and gaming so again if xbox can say just use our app and you can play whatever game we have available to you whenever that's going to be a big deal. Right. And you, and you connect that with stuff like the backbone and all the other like yeah. accessory connections, like, but, but also just handheld gaming. We don't want to gloss over this too. The very first TV with Xbox integration was announced as well this week. Correct. There's, yep. there's a Samsung, Samsung TV coming with, you don't have to have an Xbox game pass is just, there's an app on the TV and all you yep. have to do is connect an Xbox controller to it via Bluetooth. And so is it literally cloud based or is it running on the TV? Sorry, say again, cloud. Dan? Cloud. It's cloud. It's cloud. Okay. Yeah, it's streaming. Yeah, it's, it's streaming. So um, what that shows me is that, well, I mean, we know Nintendo has eons, light years to go 20 to catch years up with that. Now, we'll get a Nintendo but, TV. But, you know, PlayStation Plus uh, changed this week as well. And we were actually, my son and I were looking at it because there were, you know, it was like you get an offer and our offer was like, oh, if you pay 23 more dollars, you have all these these games, you know. And uh, so we started looking at access and we have there's some games there that we would like to play that you can download. Then we started seeing the PS3 games and he was like, oh, man, I want to play that. You can only stream them, mm-hmm. which is an odd choice. Yep. There's no distinction on on Game Pass. Now, for that TV, there will be. But like on Game Pass, if it's on Game Pass, you can download it. And that's what I do. I mean, I download, I have a, the one the S that I have, I download the games I want on game pass. And as long as it can connect to the internet every now and make like a check, I can play it at the house. So, so, so is that like you pack your Xbox up, take it somewhere else and download it and then bring it yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And like <laughs> I did yesterday, Switch. like there was a, there was a 34 gigabyte patch for WWE 2k 22. I had to bring it to my office. I have a PlayStation plug-in, and plug the HDMI cord from my switch dock that's over by the TV here in my office and download it and then cart it home and play it that way. Just imagine the looks I would get if I brought my PlayStation 5 into the office. And nobody cares. It's it's a totally different (laughs) office environment. Going back to to Persona, so all three of those games that are coming out on Xbox are also coming to PlayStation. So obviously PlayStation already had Royal. They didn't have four golden or three portable. So they'll be getting that right. as well. So, so what is, what are the odds that Nintendo is getting, are, are getting these games? That's where I was going with that. Uh, at least three portable four golden definitely can run on the switch. You know, they're mm-hmm. PS2 games, you know, and, v, and Vita games. I totally uh, think that five could run on. Switch. I do five, too. It's pretty yeah, old. The original five was a PS3 game. So yep. yeah, but five Royal, they did enhance it a bit. I think they could they they could make it work because it, it it's it doesn't do a lot. It's very it's more snappy in its UI and menu design. It's very contained. Action. Yeah, it, it it doesn't need Unreal Engine five. <laughs> right. Well, I, I 
it'll be interesting to see if those pop up, if that Nintendo Direct happens at the end of this month. Um, I, I'm, I would love that because I've been, I have Persona 5 and I can get, soon I'll probably be able to get Royale, but I want to play them on the go. I want to play all RPGs on the go because I don't have time to sit at my house and play. You'd have um, to think that these have been in the works for like a long time for Nintendo. Oh, sure. Like since they announced Joker for Smash, like this has all probably been working in somewhere. Yeah. And I, I can't buy the the thing. It's like, oh, he's in Persona Q. That's why he's in an, uh, in Smash. Well, they did, re- they did release the, uh, the Musou game. That had to be fair, we yeah. got Cloud well before he was on a Nintendo Unless you're counting Kingdom Hearts on DS. Who knows? (laughs) I'm just saying that I think they were building those relationships, you know, beforehand. And it's probably led to something like this later. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, Gorilla Collective 3.5. I'm going to just run through these real quick before we move on. Uh, Games shown off during this. Hell Pie, Elsie, Lords of Savage, Kung Fury, Ending Extinction is Forever. My Lovely Wife. Please don't touch the artwork and research and destroy, which is out right now uh, on Switch. My lovely wife's also out now. I sh- shared a screenshot to the Dance After Dark people just because the menu it- options were weird. Oh, okay. You well, shared a screenshot of, of your lovely wife with the dads after dark people. <laughs> that's yep. Yeah, that's exactly safe. it. That's the place to put it. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's that's anyway. Uh, Capcom showcase. Really, I don't think the Capcom showcase showed anything that we didn't already know was coming. Uh, but it did have details, uh, more details about Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Uh, there is now a demo available for Sunbreak as well. It's coming out June thirtieth. Uh, pre-orders are also available. The first post-Sunbreak content will be added uh, August 2022, 20, then more in the fall 2022, then the third in winter 2022, and additional updates in 2023. Needless to say, if you say that, I, I mean, I would rather there be Mega Man games, but Capcom supports the Switch. They're all in on Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, and so the Sunbreak and there's other stuff coming they also uh, made mention too and reminded us that Capcom Fighting Collection is coming to the Switch on June 24th. Uh, it's going to include several games that are already available for Switch, like um, Street Fighter games. But they all, this also is going to have Red Earth uh, as well as Cyber um, Cyberbots, Cyberbots, Ooh, which Cyberbots. I don't think those two have never been on like a home console. Uh, Hyper Street Fighter 2 is going to be there and uh, like five Darkstalkers games, two of which were never available outside of Japan. Uh, so I'm looking forward to pick that up, picking that up. And then, y'all, Capcom Arcade Stadium 2, or is it or is it Capcom Arcade Second Stadium? Yeah, Arcade Volume 2. It's, it's a it's stupid title. Capcom Arcade Second Stadium. They missed, they missed a golden opportunity here to call it Arcadium Stadium. Uh, anyway, it's coming to switch July 22nd. If you buy the pack, it's like $39. If you buy the pack, you're going to get, uh, almost, uh, I think it's a little over 35 games, uh, that, that, and, and some of these y'all are Capcom classics. Okay. Saturday night slam masters is going to be in this, which if you don't remember that, it's like a, uh, it's a wrestling game, but it's also a fighting game. It's fantastic. It came on came to the SNS back in the day, but it, I'm, I can't wait to play this. 
Also in this Mega Man, the power battles one and two, which never came out of the arcade, never came to home consoles. Uh, not true. It was on the Mega Man anniversary collection. Well, that's that is correct. That's right. I remember it was just the first one. It's not right? on the legacy collection, the newer not ones, on, but it was on the well, anniversary collection. On I don't GameCube, understand. It's on PS2. the GameCube. I remember that. And this is for those of you who don't know what that is. It is a Mega Man fighting game uh, that is two player. So one person can be Mega Man. The other person can be Proto Man. And you fight the Mega Man bosses and get their powers and then use them like you yeah, go you, up to you can't, fighting games. You style. can't play as the bosses. So it's like no. a boss rush, basically. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And I mean, it's it's a weird hybrid shooting fighting. You said, game. It's, you said it's two player like co-op. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. So Mega Man and Proto Man can fight. And, and they do. And at the time that it was released, I remember they it had bosses for Mega Man 7. Uh, I don't know that eight is in there, but I think it was around the time. It's in two power battle two in in two. You can play as duo in power battle two. Eight was like the newest thing. See, I've never, I didn't even know power battle two existed until like this week. So these are are pretty deep cuts. Yeah, they are. Power battle two had like almost no machines in North America. Yeah. I I can't wait for this one. Uh, July 27th. I'm going all in. I'm, I'm doing the $39. And I'll never play half of these games, but that's okay because I just like having collections. I don't know why. Do you uh, guys think the, that the Capcom the Arcade game? Stadium One like did well enough to, or do you think they were just putting this out to put it out? I think they probably already had it in the works. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And so, it's just like, yeah, well, we we've already spent the time on it. So the thing so, is, so like, I hardly touched Arcade Stadium One because yeah. they separated everything into different bundles, and decades. every bundle had something I already owned. And yes. I don't like that's double, why I, didn't know, get I feel it. like I'm getting fleeced when I have to. But pay, now this, know, like, I, well, think they, I already have the beat em up bundle. Yeah, I think they learned so, from the first one. So I think that they did. They did learn a few things. And this is just one bundle. You either buy them, you buy the game separately for three ninety nine, or you buy them all for thirty nine ninety nine. So the, the, that's better. The, the game itself will be a free download that comes with one game called Sans On. I've never heard of it before. And then you you buy the others, and then for a limited time, I don't know when it expires. Street Fighter Two can be is a free download in the, the original games. vanilla Street Fighter Two. So yeah, yeah. Are these it, games three? It's a free download. Well, hold on. So Street Fighter Two is a free game in the Capcom Arcade Stadium, that original one, and that's available now for free for a limited time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the every game in 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 Second Stadium is three ninety nine. Already that's crazy. Written. The original yeah. ones were only a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, inflation, man. Yeah, <laughs> everything's more expensive. Uh, June fourteenth, there was an Xbox game showcase. Nothing new was announced for the Switch. And today, uh, we had the Final Fantasy seven twenty fifth anniversary celebration. Uh, and this was—I thought this was super surprising. Final Fantasy uh, Crisis Core or Final Fantasy seven Crisis Core Reunion, which is a remaster of the original Crisis Core game is coming to Nintendo Switch winter 2022. Uh, can we just can, can I ask this? Is there any way this comes to Switch and it's not a cloud version? I think it's, 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 it's going to be PS, cloud. It's a PSP game, right? This is a remaster. Okay. I mean, they're trying to bring it in line with the remake of Final Fantasy VII. Probably what it looked like. Then. I think it's got to be a yeah. cloud version. They, I mean, they showed a cinematic. We're, we're for talking it. They, about 
we're talking about the company that did uh cloud versions of uh the original kingdom hearts so there you go and it was the remaster there in that case too but yeah. You guys skipped over Dragon's Dogma 2 with, about Capcom, and I'm mad about it now. Did I? I'm sorry. I mean, well, they announced the it. Notes. It wasn't they even, in the, it wasn't it even in the notes. They announced it today on Twitter, so it wasn't even part of their presentation for some reason. Really? Dragon's yeah, Dogma they said Dogma. something about Dragon's Dogma 10th anniversary, and then just uh, but, no well, That's how much they like it. No, they said Dragon's Dogma <laughs> 2 is in it is in development. Oh, today they did. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying they didn't make it in their like presentation. They just, right. Yeah. They it, had so much to with Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear. I, I didn't hear about. I didn't see the Dragon's Dogma uh, announcement because platforms haven't been announced yet. Yeah. It's not far it, enough along. It was. Yeah. There was nothing announced. It's just that they're working on it. Which Dragon's Dogma is amazing. So it, and it, it is on Switch. The, uh, it, yep. it came out in 2019. First so you can go yeah. check that out. Um. Also announced this week, a couple more little things here for news. Uh, we have an NSO game trial going on right now for Stardew Valley. Uh, June 14th through June 27th, you can download the game for free and try it out. Uh, the great thing is, if you're like me and you've already bought the game and haven't booted it up in three or four years, uh, just booting it up will get you 100 platinum coins that you can go spend on icons. And you don't have to just you know download the trial version. You, the real version can work. Uh, also today, right before we begin to record, Pokemon Snap was announced uh, to come yes. to the NSO Plus expansion pack next week on June 24th. And this is following, you know, Nintendo's strategy of announcing a, a new Nintendo 64 game per month and uh, basically announcing them a week before they're due. Uh, so, so this is... This- I think this is the last game that was announced as part of the original bundle. Am I You're right. right. You're right. So, because it was, th- this is one of the ones that was flashed by right at the very end. So yep. you uh, mean, Dan, it almost sounds like Nintendo needs to come out and tell us what might more be coming to their system in the next little bit. No, they just need to drop Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, I agree. This is that. just, this might then just be the stop. last one we're getting. Yeah. This, this is, is the last one. No <laughs> yeah, there is on still, his um, Look, the Japanese app is still getting custom robo as well. Y'all look, there's no way that that there's no way that they're getting out of the Nintendo 64 app without dropping Smash Brothers. Everybody knows it. It's probably going to be revealed in their June Direct uh, or or whenever it's going to like it's going to be in the next slate of games. It's like, oh, by the end of 20 or in 2023. Here are these games. We've got more games coming to the Nintendo um, 64. Marty, have you played Smash 64 recently? I have. <laughs> I'm just telling. It's not very okay. good. <laughs> I understand that. But this is this is the also the company that released Winback you are, for Nintendo 64. True. That is true. Okay. So yeah. this is this is also the company that's given us caveman games. Several months of caveman games. Because those <laughs> games are great. They are. They really are. The Joe and Matt games are, are fantastic. They're overlooked, but I'm just saying they're going to eventually smash. They're going to pull its card and it's going to come up and people There's are going to plenty more to put on this on there. I'm I sure agree. they're just, you know, my game. Look okay, Robo. look, my game that I want on there is never coming. So what's that? I, I want blast core. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, I know it's yeah. never happening. I mean, it's it's never. We've got Benji. Yeah, don't Kazooie. say never. Yeah. It might happen. I mean, it could, but you Why don't wouldn't like, they give us that? okay. Look, there's a and there's a very active banjo community demanding bird and bear 
on on Switch. Nobody's like the Blast Which, Core community rises up. No, yeah, but Johnny will. But it's an easy drop for Nintendo. It's an easy drop. Sure. If they already have the yep. partnership with Rare, it's an easy drop. I, I think that's possible. It, it's su- it's such an overlooked gem. It's it's There's a fantastic hope, yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, we just don't know how those deals are negotiated at all. I mean, I'm sure Microsoft and Rare expect something in return. I don't know what that amounts to, what they are willing to accept in exchange for it, what Nintendo is going to just walk away from. I mean, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, there's rumblings of a Banjo game possibly coming in the future from microsoft so this is a perfect like advertisement slice for them so unless they plan on doing something with blast core here anytime soon we're probably not going to get that one i I, can i this may be blasphemy because i've only played a little bit of banjo blasphemy and i like it i like it it's okay blasphemy core (laughs) and hell destroying my portals evolving look uh (laughs) congratulations War so Justin's, Justin, you're playing Pokemon. Justin's playing Turtles. Uh, <laughs> well, well, kind of retro logic. There he is. Uh, here's this. Here's the deal. Like, He's playing. I was going to say this too. is. This is going to be. This may be blasphemy, but I don't want Microsoft to make. I don't want Rare to make uh, a new banjo game because the last time Rare made a, a new banjo game, it was garbage. It retro was nuts Studios. and bolts. It was terrible. Give it to Retro. No, don't give it to Retro. Mm-hmm. Give it to Toys for Bob. Oh, okay. Yeah. Give Banjo to Toys for Bob and let them make let them do a love letter to Banjo like they did a love letter to Crash Bandicoot with Crash Bandicoot 4. Yeah, Rare doesn't have a good track record of taking their old IP and recreating them in yep. the future. Give it to Toys for Bob. <laughs> I'm just like a perfect dark. But, but Dan, on. I will say this. Retro was not even in my mind, but next level or retro would be perfect. Killer Instinct play- was good. The remat the the reboot. That was that's, a good game. That's the one, but do you remember Perfect Dark Zero? <laughs> no, so I'm dropping the mic. That's, that's Here's the problem with that is that Free Radical left Rare. That's not Rare's fault. Okay. And they are remaking Perfect Dark, but Rare's not doing it. And so we'll, we'll see. see we'll see. And we'll, yeah. see. <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell if that's yeah, another Perfect that's Dark true. Zero or not. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, also this week, Jackbox Party Pack 9 is coming, and we know that uh, they're re- they're doing games every now and then or, or announcing them. The new game that was announced this week is called Non-Sensory. Uh, and I believe, Jesse, help me out with this. That brings us up to three games out of the five announced? Yes. There's, there's okay. two more two more coming. Absolutely. Non-Sensory is the, their drawing game of the, of, the, of the pack. There's always a drawing game. That was so fun when you guys did that on stream. That was great. We'll do it again for Extra Life this year, and, and I expect, I fully Sonic, expect, Sonic the literal, Sonic the stick, literal of stick of dynamite makes an appearance. We'll make his return <laughs> uh, for a T-shirt or or maybe a poster, or whatever. Absolutely. I my my biggest regret from that mm-hmm. was I did not get a screenshot of I'll Sonic. Draw, the literal I'll draw stick you another one. I'll draw you another. Please one. do, <laughs> please do. Draw it and, and send I'll do it, it right over. now. Yeah, just uh, put it Trade, put it in the chat. I don't know. Trademark. Well, guys, that's all of our news for this week. Let's uh, jump over and discuss, shall we? And for our Let's Discuss uh, section for this week, we've got RetroLogic trivia since the guys from RetroLogic are joining us. And so we'll throw it over to you guys. What do you got Uh, for us? Let me just save my game real quick. Okay, so... (laughs) 
<clears throat> here's the game. We call this game uh, Retropedia. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the description of a, of a retro video game from Wikipedia, omitting any like obvious tells, like the name of the game or the characters in it. And so the first person to chime in with a guess, you know, you get to guess what it is. And if you're wrong, you're out. You can't oh. guess again. Are we all playing or just the Nintendo devs? Any, anybody can play because I, I made this okay. for everyone. So can I ask them before we start, is there a yeah. theme? Nope. Okay. Just video games that I thought of off the top of my head. That's the theme. He, he picked a word <laughs> and he looked it up. That's what. Take <laughs> <laughs> it, John. How do you know my strategy so well? Okay. I, I think these are in the order of like difficulty. Um. Maybe I, it's hard to tell, but anyway, I'm going to start reading. You just yell it out when you think you have an answer. Okay. Ready? Blank is an arcade style flying action game co-developed by factor five and LucasArts. The first of three Rogue games. squadron. Yeah, Rogue squadron. Boom. Justin wins that one. Good job. Good I one. thought it might be that, but I also thought it could be star Wars versus, or I mean, uh, X-Wing versus tough fire. Did Factor well, Five do those? Yeah, I don't know. I don't 5. see. That's the thing. I don't. I don't remember. Okay. So, yeah, Factor Five was the giveaway there. Okay, here's another one. Jet Force Gemini is a 1999. Scr- you just said the name. <laughs> Force Gemini. Jet Force. Dang it. Jet Force Gemini. I'm, I'm in. I have a point. Okay. Points for everyone. Next one. That's. I have now. I have four total. It's fine. Okay. Blank is a 2012 cross-genre video game developed by Intelligent Systems and published by Nintendo for the Nintendo 3DS console. It is the fourth installment in the Blank series as part Iron of them. Nope. As nope. part of the larger Blank franchise. It is the first game in the series playable on a handheld console. In the game, Blank, with the help of a new ally, Final Fantasy? Nope. Travel. Oh, sorry. Kingdom Hearts. Nope. You're out. Mario oh. and Luigi's Bowser's story? No. Oh, those are all on handheld. Oh. Um, travel across the blank. It's a location to retrieve six blanks scattered <laughs> by blank. <laughs> Oh Unlike gosh. previous blank games, blank uses a distinctly papercraft visual style, oh. which is heavily oh, paper Mario. There it is. Sticker. Which one? Sticker star. Sticker star. That was a tough oh, yeah. one. That was a tough I forgot one. they tough. did. I forgot that the intelligent systems did paper Mario for a minute. I, I tried to. I tried to burrow that out of my brain. <laughs> yep. Sticker star yep. is terrible. I just really wanted it to somehow be codenamed Steam. You know. Oh, 2012 it's not i wouldn't be that obvious sam okay okay here's another one blank is a 2001 platform party video game developed by amusement vision and published by sega the game debuted in japan at the 2001 amusement operators union trade show as blank an arcade cabinet running sega's naomi hardware controlled with a distinctive banana-shaped super analog monkey ball. ball. Got it. <laughs> mm. I almost thought about blanking out banana, but I was like, I'll give it to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the last one. This is hard mode now. 
this is hard mode hard you have to mode. dig deep into your nintendo and like nintendo games on a nintendo console um lore to get this one okay blank or in japan blank are handheld role-playing video games for nintendo's game boy color of the three games only sun was released in north america on december 4th 2000 by atlas robopon while the there it is wow Oh my gosh. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> well, you said sun and it made me think of what was that game for the, for the game boy advance where you yeah, had to power it up with the sun was like thinking of Bok 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 yeah. I love yes, that game. Yes. The sun yeah. in your hands. That That's the game. Was so awesome. One of the many games we like to play on the retrologic podcast. Um, so good times. One of the easier ones to set up. Some of the other ones take some setup. I didn't have any time in my life ever. So you guys got Retropedia. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Fantastic. Hey, Tim. Yes. Uh, we're celebrating an anniversary this week. Yes, we are. Why don't you tell the good folks what that is and why it's important? Sure. We're celebrating this week, the 21st anniversary of the launch of the GBA in North America. And that was on June 11th, 2001. So actually it would have been last week, I guess. So um, and just a note too, like, and the reason why I wanted to make note of this is because the SP came out two years later in February 14, 2003. And that was when I actually started playing the GBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first GBA, the original one came out June 11, 2001. Uh, what are some of your guys' memories for GBA, you know, that you got into? Man, we're getting old. <laughs> right. Yep. It's the GBA can start drinking now. So <laughs> crazy. Right. Um, I, yeah. I remember getting mine. I got the original like glacier non backlit um, this style. Wow. That one. Yes. <clears throat> you know, I don't think I got it at launch, but I got it pretty like mm, maybe what, when did like Ruby Sapphire come out? When was that? That's a good uh, question. That was like a couple of years in, I think. Oh three or oh four? Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to say yeah. 03. Oh, 2002, actually. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. 2002. So so I think Leaf I got it green one year and in. Ruby Red or something. Not Ruby Red. Yeah. Well, there was there was and Fire Red. That's Fire Red. That was uh, 2004. Okay. That was later, yeah. Those were the Gen okay. 1 remakes in the Gen 3 style. Um, yeah, I'm actually I'm playing Fire Red right now. I'm, I'm in the middle of a game. Nice. But um yeah, Ruby Sapphire got me a Game Boy Advance. And then, um, yeah, it was that, and it was Advance Wars, and it was the Super Mario Advance games. Um, and then they did the whole like NES series. Uh, oh, so yeah, I played, yeah. I played through uh, Metroid on that. Um, yeah, just so, so much on my Game Boy Advance. Like that was the con. And then finally getting an SP, which was like, that felt like getting a Cadillac back then. That was like, right. yes, rechargeable battery, backlit okay. screen. That's okay. where I jumped in. Cramps. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Back then, we didn't care. It was just like, oh, it's got all these features. Got a backlit screen rolling. And in then it. you had to have an adapter. Before Apple did this, you had to have the adapter oh, yeah. for your headphones. No <laughs> headphone jack on the SP. Yeah. Yep. Right. But, um, but I just remember that like, bringing it to school and just that was that was my thing bring it to school bring it to work i was a cashier and so i would just like hide it behind the cash register and play pokemon <laughs> while i'm at work 
Yeah, good times. Good times playing Pokemon at school. People link cabling it up. That was so. I think Ruby Sapphire came with the wireless adapter that like um, clipped into the back. Nope, that yeah. was Fire Red and Leaf Green. Is that Fire yeah, Red? Okay. Fire Red one. Yeah, yeah. That's I remember. I, I took. I had that. I remember Still doing do the old link cables with the the with the Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that was a lot of fun doing the wireless. We thought that was so advanced. We were like wireless and it, did, it didn't work 10 feet away. So. <laughs> I, think I actually have like four of those like right here. That yeah, man. Look at that. When we Look all play. That. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I might. To... Oh, go ahead. Get one. I, need to get I was going to say the, the link cable was definitely a big hit in our house too, especially again, when the SP came later. Mm-hmm. Um, because of four swords and linking it up to the yep. GameCube and all that kind of stuff. That was a huge hit. Also with uh uh the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, if I remember the name right, but uh, mm-hmm. uh that was yeah. the that game as well. Got a the whole family involved in well the three of us. It was the earliest iteration of the Wii U, right? Yeah. <laughs> had a controller with a screen on it. I yeah. didn't know one single person other than myself that owned a Game Boy, which was yeah. weird because, like, you look back on it, and everybody's like, Oh, I love the Game Boy. I'm like, No, you didn't. And none of you had it. You were playing sports, right? And being cool, right? I was mm-hmm. playing Game Boy. Yeah, uh, none, of my, none of my friends had it either. That's why my family did. <laughs> we we play it. That's how I got to play all those games. Those I, I will just, games. I, I will never forget getting the original Game Boy. And because there was no backlight, right? It was late at night. It was, we had gone to Toys R Us. The Game Boy was there. I remember putting it in the car and I wanted to play it so bad. And they were like, oh, you can't play it. There's no light. And I got that. Let's you put Mario one on. Wins. Well, no, they didn't yes. have one of those at the time. It was it was oh, really? it just came out. Oh, the so Game Boy yeah. was brand new. But I remember like getting to play there. Like you could play for ten minutes before you go to bed. Uh-huh. And I was like, "What the crap? This sucks," you know. And, and I remember going upstairs and going to bed. And then he, like you could play half of ten or fifteen minutes. Ten or fifteen minutes later, I heard ding. Right. <laughs> and I- my mom was downstairs playing Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I so, I never I only ever had a, a a Game Boy. I never had an advancement of that. One of my <clears throat> one of my favorite memories of the Game Boy. The only time I have ever seen my my nana or my grandmother actually lose her blank with me. We were we were in the U.S. I had saved up all of my money because I wanted a Game Boy. And my mom was like, "If you're buying a Game Boy, you're spending your own money." So I had saved up for a, I had saved up all my money for it. We're down in California to go to Disneyland. All right, like we're driving. We're in California. We're doing this like three day um, trip to Disneyland. It's gonna be amazing. We've got a hotel. We're like driving down to the park and we're like passing like Targets. And I'm like, I bet you they sell Game Boys there. Mm-hmm. And then there's Toys R Us. Bet you they sell Game Boys there. Zellers. Bet you they said my nana turns around. She's like, if I hear you say Game Boy one more time, I swear <laughs> I am turning this vehicle around and you are not going to Disneyland. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen my grandmother lose it on me. Uh, but it was it was uh, one of my favorite memories. There is a great photo of me now pouting at Walt Disney Gates because my grandmother had just yelled at me and I felt really shitty. Uh, that's another <laughs> time. You didn't have a Game Boy. so I didn't have a Game Boy. Hmm. It's another timestamp for you, Jesse. You're welcome. Yep, I'm writing it down. <laughs> so I bought I bought the Game Boy Advance on launch day, 
and traded in a clear purple Game Boy Color to get mine. And I'm pretty sure that's the last time I ever traded anything in. And then immediately regretted it afterwards. Did you trade in at Funko Land? Uh, no, at Babbage's. <laughs> Babbage's. Was- Ooh, oh, yeah. Babbage's. I traded all my Game Boy stuff in at EB Games. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I wish I hadn't. I was going to say good for you for not trading anything in. Because uh, now, like, I'm trying to rebuy my childhood. Yeah. And everybody's charging way too much. Yeah. So, the best I Game did. Boy Advance memories, though, are like playing like Advance Wars and like passing your Game Boy Advance around <sighs> yep. to players. No link cable needed. No link cable. Yeah, Only one copy it. of the game. The, the uh, I did manage, like, it was, I don't know if it was last year. It was, I think it was year before last. It was in 2020. I managed to find a decent, uh, like, and by decent, I mean pretty good condition Game Boy in the box. Not not shrink wrapped or anything, but Game Boy box with all the original manuals, the headphones, all of that on eBay. And I got it. And I, it's, there he is, <laughs> Sonic the Literal Stick of Dynamite. For our audio listeners, um, I'll little history on our on our new mascot, uh, Extra Life 2020. Dan joined a game of TKO and that won. we were playing, and won, won with or no, it was Champed Up. I think it, yeah, it was Champed Up. So it, maybe it was last year. I don't know. It's been a couple of years uh, where you made the mascots and they fought each other. And his his offering was Sonic. The literal stick of dynamite, which is a stick of dynamite with blue spines, stick figure arms and legs, and red shoes. He's the best. He is the best. He's he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, like there's something about old school Nintendo packaging. Going back to that Game Boy thing, like I love that Game Boy box. It's so 80s, like early 90s uh, design wise. Like it's got like the blue hands that are all like I don't know. If you've not seen it, you owe it to yourself. Go back and find the very first original Game Boy box. Uh, it's good. And, and if you've not also, if you've not seen it, go back and find the very first Nintendo Entertainment System box. That is pure 1984, 85. Uh, all, all it needs is like some shag carpeting and an old brown couch and the paneling on the wall behind it. Um, it's only about three years away from what uh, too, too far ahead for wood paneling. Yeah. Yeah, like how, many, how many more Game Boys would they have sold if it had a backlight like this one? Yeah, you're right. How many Game Boys would they have sold if it had wood paneling? <laughs> a wood panel Game Boy, like an Intellivision. Exactly. <laughs> right Atari. Atari, man. Atari 2600. Uh, anyway, raise your Game Boys, clink them together. Uh, this is a yeah. toast to greatness. Uh, Game Boys 21. Uh, be a great time to bring Game Boy games to the Nintendo Switch online app. Hey, right, um, right. Or last year would have been when it was twenty. Um, yep. Let's dive in and talk about a few events, <laughs> shall we? Hey, before Mario. we do that, we we have an ad break. Oh yeah, we sure do. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, folks, a uh, big thanks. Let's go to our ad break. Thanks, Tim, for calling it. I appreciate it. Folks, of course, if you're a fan of Nintendo Dads, you have probably listened to our podcasting before, and you know that our ads are brought to you this week by Manscaped. And ladies and gentlemen, we are a couple days away from Father's Day, and I encouraged you last time that, hey, you should make sure if you want to treat dad right, that you are indeed heading over to manscaped.com using the 
promo code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping because they make absolutely, absolutely amazing, amazing products that we love here. You can get it for your dad. You can get it for your father-in-law. You can get it for your brother. You can get it for yourself. Who? What? Maybe, maybe your friend across the street. It's not weird if you give someone shaving material for your goodies, right? You know, Hey, that's fine. That's not a problem at all. But of course, Manscaped is so much more than just below the belt grooming. They have amazing products that, that take care of you all the day routine. They have got a uh, body wash. They have got shampoo and conditioner. They have got deodorant. They've got hydrating uh, spray. They have got lip chap. So many amazing products. And by the way, not only they make amazing like products and lotions, I'm going to tell you this true fact. They make some really comfortable underwear as well. You can actually head over to, uh, to Manscaped and buy uh, underwear straight from them. And also, by the way, might I highly recommend the Tool Shed, which is a fantastic to-go container for all of your uh, bathroom essentials. I don't know about you, but it's summer. I'm getting ready to travel. And I can guarantee you my Tool Shed is full of all my Manscaped products, like my Crop Preserver, like my ball deodorant, like my regular deodorant, like my chapstick, you never know. You get some, some chap lips. And I think, and I'm pretty sure it also has a foot spray because you know what? Sometimes when you're outside and your feet smell kind of funny, maybe because you're wearing some sandals, they've got a fantastic foot, foot spray as well. So, of course, gentlemen, I encourage you use the code NINDADS, N I N D A D S, at 24, uh, sorry, <laughs> NINDADS, N I N D A D S, for 20% off and free shipping when you check out at manscaped.com. Uh, Marty, back to you. You're on mute, Marty. I was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Can you just play that event music again just because it's so nice? You know why it's so nice? Because it's from right, Mega man. man. That's right. Tim, it's almost time for the dinner table. Why don't you tell us what's up? Yes. Tomorrow night, or if you're listening to this on a Friday, it's tonight. Every third Friday of the month, we all get together in the community to talk about stuff, just stuff, all kinds of stuff. This week, we're going to talk about the main dish is going to be about what did we get or not get for not E3. And some of us thought we'd have a Nintendo Direct by now, too, but we didn't get that. So we're just going to talk about what we saw and then also probably talk about in what we call the cocktail hour. Probably what we usually talk about, and that's some Disney Plus stuff, like Obi-Wan. We'll probably yes. be talking about that. <laughs> so, but yeah, we and we also talk about all kinds of stuff, what's been going on in our lives, maybe even some, you know, mental health issues or something like that. I don't know. We, it's, you know, all kinds of stuff comes up. We talk, we just talk. A bunch of dads get together and talk. So, or maybe some that aren't dads yet. So, but, but they still come and join the conversation. So, which is all good. Again, every third Friday of the month, we get together in the community and you can join too. If you're a subscriber to either a Patreon or Twitch um, and you can come join in, in our discord. And that's how we get together at 10 PM Eastern time. That's the event. Yeah. Even if you're not a dad, we're equal opportunity conversators. Yep. That's correct. Versers. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you're not even a dad. Still, everybody, everybody. Just by joining the Discord, you become a dad. Dads with no kids? <laughs> exactly. The, kids? You okay. could have fur babies. News you to could... me. What did you say, Justin? We can't Justin's hear you. muted or something? I was going to say, that's exactly. You show up, you join our Discord, we will ship you a child. 
You yes. instantly become oh a father. God. We're just no. raining babies. <laughs> exactly. And Dan's like, oh God, no, no please. Yeah. No trafficking <laughs> jokes. Come on. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Just, yeah, tra- we don't tra- work. No, just, just in case anybody is out there listening, hello, FBI agent number 254321. <laughs> Justin is not shipping kids anywhere. No, we are not no. shipping kids anywhere. Gosh. Thank you, Dan. Lord Jesse, have mercy. Jesse uh, with his mail bomb and Justin over here shipping kids. What's going on? What kind of packaging does that um, take? <laughs> we let's, well, we are moving. Just, we are just moving like, on. Just like any child, you have to pay us. All right, you have to inevitably pay us. We are moving on. It's time for Jesse's Poke Minute. I hate you all. Love it. This one's a different Poke Minute than normal. Instead of information about what's coming up in the game, it's about the game in general. Uh, Trainers still using Android 6 OS will no longer be able to play Pokemon Go with the next update. Niantic says that there are no changes to the, to the supported devices, so it sounds like any device using Android 6 can upgrade to Android 7 or higher. For for comparison, Android 6 was released in October of 2015, Android 7 uh, in August 2016. If you're still using a phone that old, what's wrong with you? Especially in Android. They don't last that long. <laughs> yeah, if you're... Hey, How many batteries have you gone through? We... Yeah. It's seven years later, guys. It's time to hit the upgrade button. Yep. Yep. I thought at some point, like, doesn't it just force you to upgrade? Yeah, because it dies. (laughs) (laughs) They melt. melt. At some point, they just, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like you stick a chewing gum, you know, they like the, the fruit stripe gum. It's like for five seconds, it's flavorful and then it goes bland. And then if you chew it longer than 30 minutes, it disintegrates into that like weird year, papery texture. Yeah. And one year they literally exploded in your hand. That's oh, right. Yeah, Samsung. Or oh up at your ear. Nine or something. That was like the that. notes. Yeah. That was the note seven or note seven. The yeah. note seven. I remember because I, I was going to get one. We actually had a friend who had to throw hers out the window uh, driving down the road because she like, picked it up. Well, she picked it up and it was hot. And then she noticed the back of it was like curved. And she was so, like, yeet. It's like a Nintendo Switch. She yeeted it out the window. Yeah. Do you remember when they weren't allowed on airplanes? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, she she literally just drove to the store like right after that where she got it. And she was like. So my phone is out in the highway because it was getting hot and the back was blowing up on it. Um, can I get a new one? They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take care of you because, I mean, they were. Oh, check out our chat. Nintendo, our Venom NC or NYC says, was working at Samsung of America during that time. Some crazy meetings. Oh, sure. Uh, that would be that would be some fun post-show insider oh, baseball chat. Oh, right to be there. a fly on the wall. Yes. So, guys, our phones are literally exploding and, and like burning people's cars and homes down. What do we do? Let's get working on uh, the S6. <laughs> right. Whatever. Nine. Give them the next. Uh, they just yeah, they yeah. just dropped the Note 7. They were just like, okay, we're going to. We'll we're just going on to the Note 8. eight. <laughs> next month. Yep. Uh, well, anyway, let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Uh, our tradition, our guests get to go first. And so 
Uh, one of you guys, Dan, John, Sam, y'all have at it. What have you been playing? I'm going to, I'm going to defer to the other guys first. I'll go last. I've been playing a lot of stuff, so go, I Sam. guess I'll go first. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the most recent. I just got on the, uh, monster hunter sunbreak, uh, demo, uh, fought the, one of the new monsters that's featured there, uh, the Astalos, not the, um, I already forget the name of it. The new vampire dragon thing. That's like the, that's like supposed to be the hardest one. So I was warming up with the, this other one first. Um, there are two other ones, but they're repeat monsters. So you're not really getting as much of the sunbreak exclusive stuff. You still have access to some of the new things though, like new switch skills for your weapon and whatever. Um, so that was, I mean, it's, it's very much expected. It's still monster hunter rise. Um, I also dipped just a little bit into, uh, TMNT shredders revenge, which just came out. Uh, so I'm at like the fourth stage in the story mode, got a chance to switch between a couple different characters, play as April splinter, Donatello, Raphael, um, good times. It's yeah. You can tell this game was made by people who love the Ninja turtles who love turtles in time specifically, I think. Um, all those little, you know, the second stage is literally big apple 3 PM instead of 3 AM. Um, all that. I was really pleased with, uh, the bosses of stage four as well, because I was mm. like, I had toys of both these guys. So, yeah. uh, and they look exactly like I remember them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely heavy dose of turtles nostalgia. Uh, for anybody that uh, has that, so do we yeah, all want to? Uh, yeah, yeah I was going to say let's park here and, and let's uh, let's talk about this because I know Justin, you just put a video out, yeah, uh, over on our YouTube channel. You loved this game. Oh my god, this is like I'm. I'm and it's funny because Marty, you're like Justin's playing TMNT right now. No, I am. Like legitimately, I'm playing it right now. Uh, I'm on stage three. Uh, it's going well playing as Leonardo. Uh, yeah, this, like, I was totally, like, I, it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hit when I was a certain age. Absolutely loved it. Turtles in Time, Turtles the Arcade Game. This was, like, a weekend for, like, these were the things that I loved. Like, there is no thicker nostalgia. So the moment I jumped in and started playing this, it all came back to me. It's all mm-hmm. coming back to me. Are you singing right? the theme song? Did you, when you, you booted up the game and it, and it started playing the theme song, did you sing along? Oh my gosh. Like I was, yes. I like, I, yes, I was like, it was, oh, it was all everything I wanted it to be and more. Uh, I love this game so much. Uh, I think it's great. I like, I have no, no, nothing wrong to say that I haven't played it online yet. So I'm a little bit curious. How yeah, I haven't either. Work. So um, um, I dove into it earlier this afternoon, uh, playing exclusively as Donatello. Cause that's my turtle. Yeah. That's my one. guy. The best uh, and I am on uh, episode 11. Wow. Or so, yeah, level, level 11? Level, well, they're called episodes. So okay. uh, I'm on episode 11. Uh, just just got there right before I came for the for the show tonight. Um, I'm playing on chill mode, though. So I'm like, I'm just wanting to enjoy it. Uh, I want to say this. I said on a, a an episode a couple weeks ago that I wasn't like, I wanted this game to be so good. But I was a little bit afraid because um, Streets of Rage 4. Um, just felt off to me when I played Street it. Street Four is fantastic. I don't know what's it, wrong with you. It is well. It feels slow. It feels like I'm like in some ways you feel like you're moving through molasses. However, I will say this, Sam. 
I've been revisiting Streets of Rage 4 in preparation for this game and have been thoroughly enjoying it. I got the DLC. Uh, I'm, I'm about to beat the main game and go through that. Part of my frustration stemmed from the fact that I was playing on just the normal level. And by the end of the game, it was almost like you had to have two people or more to even like make it through a stage. And so I, I just didn't care for that. They fixed everything about this game. It's, it's accessible. It's speedy. There's so many callback. Y'all, I'm not going to spoil any of it, but Justin, I know you've probably found some, like there's characters to find There's secrets. Yeah. Uh, the, just the music is fantastic. Um, the, there's there's achievements. Yeah, there's achievements. Like there's they've included everything, y'all. Like there's the turtle van. There's the turtle blimp. There's it's this. I, can I tell y'all what my can I tell you what my Friday night plans are for tomorrow night? Because I'm so super excited about this. Get pizza, play Ninja Turtles. My daughter like is, my daughter old. is having a sleepover with her friends. As you know, we live in a house where there's two houses together, so they're going to be on one side of the house. My son and I, I told him, I said, we are going to stay up. We're going to go get Pizza Hut pizza. All right. Because that is, that's the early 90s. We're going to get Pizza Hut pizza. We're going to get soda. We're going to get chips. We're going to get candy. And we're going to beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge together. Can I come to sleep over at your house tomorrow? Yes. Can I bring on. my pajamas and yes, my favorite in. stuffy? Because this sounds like an come awesome on. Night. It's Look, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I feel. But you're 100 I'm like you. I was a kid of a certain age yeah. when the Turtles came out. I watched every episode of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon series, and this is so faithful to it. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Konami is releasing a Cowabunga Ninja Turtles collection. Cowabunga mm-hmm. collection, right? Yep. When is that supposed to come out? I think no it's release July. date yet. No, 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 no release no date. date. Okay. Like I, like I. I, this is so good. It is. I think so, they so wanted good. to get. They wanted to get this out. Uh, this sounds bad, but they wanted to get Shredder's Revenge out of the way. Yeah. So it wouldn't cannibalize sales of the Calabonga yeah. collection, which is uh, not. Yeah. I, just, I love Mecha Dragon just, statements here. You need bagel bites and Capri Sun. Man, those yes. are so referenced. Oh, we're ma- listen. We are making fruit punch Kool Aid. That's that's also on the menu for tomorrow night. Yeah. Wine punch. You just, you just need a Bigfoot pizza, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you can get those anymore. Call Reggie. Have you seen, have you, I saw a series of tweets this week that was about Hawaiian Punch, and it was like, how can Hawaiian Punch be the only beverage that you put in your fridge for like 10 hours and you get out and it's still not cold? <laughs> like it has like this weird consistency, this weird, it's not a. That's it's, funny. You know, and, it's, and yeah. here's it's made the thing. out of Did Hawaiian you know? lava. Yeah. Did you know that it was supposed to be like, I, I think I read this, it was supposed to be like a flavoring. That you poured on top of ice cream and then somebody drank no. it and they no. were like, and that's what it was developed for. That's why it has that weird consistency. I think it's anyway, yeah, we're going like two gallon jugs. Yeah, we're going, we're going all out. We're going to, it's going to be great. We're going to have a turtle. It's turtle fruit time. chocolate syrup is what it is. Yes, it is. That is exactly right. <laughs> Uh, with a generous definition of fruit. I think we can all uh, we can all say and Sam we we want to it's very, yeah it's like fruit in quotations uh we want to get back to the games you've been playing but I think we can all say for those of us who have played this game here this is a wholehearted 110 thumbs up mm-hmm. I still have to 110%. play it. I'm, I'm yeah. so mad at myself I haven't put I've any time into it 
I've got it here, but I haven't started yet. So yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, and, and can I say I think this after on this the- episode, we all need to jump online and, and team up and see how the audience yes. I'm just not going to sleep tonight. It's fine. Yeah, down with that? That's fine. I'm and, down. And here's another thing too, just as a, as a kind of across the board statement, if I, I think it should be an industry-wide standard or rule that if you have a digital release game and it says it's coming out on a certain date, that means midnight of that date, right? Like Nintendo does it, but then like I, I these think guys it's good waited to know and, when it's coming. Yeah, yeah, like it's midnight. They're just pay the guy the extra amount of money to stay at the office that night and push the button. Order him a pizza. Or you know, crazy idea, fat. just you release know there are it computers earlier. I mean, that run these things that could be automated. Yeah, there you go. Well, it doesn't even it's have to be midnight because honestly, I usually don't stay up past midnight. Um, sometimes I do, but I mean, movie theaters learned a long time ago that waiting till midnight for a movie release was dumb because way more people would turn out if you. Start actually had showings at seven or nine or <laughs> yeah, ten like even gamestop at the, at the end of the midnight releases was doing them at like nine like guys we want to go home too <laughs> but yeah turtles is great it's yeah it's pretty much exactly what it needs to be so yep awesome anything else you've been playing sam a lot so i've actually been playing a lot of uh steam demos for Steam Next Fest, this is something that uh, Steam does around E3 season uh, each year now, and it's something I do appreciate out of the you know no physical E3 convention taking place because it involves a lot of demos uh, going live on the Steam store, um, and most of these usually stay up afterward. They're not like limited time demos, but a lot of them will launch around this time, and a lot of these games are coming to Switch as well uh so i do think it's worth mentioning so i played demos of let's see brock the investigator uh frog gun uh melatonin potion permit and wrestle quest and uh i'd say probably the highlights out of there are frog gun um wrestle quest and probably potion permit i did like melatonin i just I don't know. I'd be willing to give it another chance. Uh, it seemed like I couldn't really sync the audio up correctly or calibrate it correctly. And I was actually talking to to our friend Seth at All In about that, and he said he had some problems syncing it up too. Because it's it's very much it's a rhythm game. I'm not always into rhythm games, but it's very much like a rhythm heaven uh, love letter. Um, so if if you're into rhythm heaven, give that one a look. Um, but yeah, those were all quite a lot of fun. Um, potion permit, I was really impressed by as well. It's it, to me, sometimes games like Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley can feel a little um, too. Uh, it's like there's almost nothing to do because there's no real objective. It's like, oh, you just kind of do whatever. And like, it's, it's like a Stardew Valley that has more definite objectives. So instead of being a farmer, you're a town doctor, uh, essentially. And people in the town, you know, you have a whole town, all these people with, you know, schedules, they go around and do their things and you try to help build friendships, earn their trust and things by, you know, talking to them and giving them gifts and stuff. But you're also a doctor. And so people in the town get sick. 
and you'll have to diagnose and cure them by basically doing little mini games and then collecting resources and brewing potions. Um, and the potion brewing is actually like a kind of like a puzzle element where you have to like each ingredient is like a block and you have to fit the blocks into a certain shape and you have to do it with only using a certain number of blocks. So it all kind of comes together really nicely. And I, I do, I, like I said, if you wish Stardew Valley uh, was a little bit more objective based, like the game was kind of giving you things to do every day. Um, it's very interesting in that way. Hmm. And also frog gun, because it's, I don't know, you have a frog gun, frog gun and it's just this like <laughs> low poly indie platformer. The gun is a frog. The, the gun is a frog or the guy yes. with the gun is a frog. The gun is a frog. Yep. Okay. Who has the gun? The it, it, it talks to you too. It gives you advice. <laughs> I just I wanted, but yeah, I mean, you, you have a frog gun that basically shoots its tongue out and you can grab enemies and then spit them back out or grab onto walls and pull yourself to them. I was so. going to say, please tell me you can swing with it. I mean, that's. There's actually not so much swinging as it's usually more like grab and pull. Uh, when did you just show Tim? Wait. Oh, he's he's planting him in T two. Yeah. Great. On Ninja what? Turtles. Podcast over. So. Game pass. <laughs> My game phone. pass. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't have this game yet. I'll be like, all right. So yeah, that's just, our show. We're gonna go play turtles. It. Honestly, just uh, end the podcast. <laughs> Let the listener play. Go play too. Yeah. Any other games? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I don't know if I have time to talk about all those demos. Uh, I think you would enjoy WrestleQuest a lot, Marty, because I know you're a big wrestling fan, I can't and wait. it is heavy on the wrestling references. Uh, yes. And it's also, I mean, it kind of surprised me to think about it, but it's a lot like Paper Mario, um, because really? there's like, uh, yeah, there's action commands. For it's an RPG with like action command, like timed inputs to do more damage. Um, and there's a hype meter, like you you hype up the crowd by doing well, basically, and then you can like sort of like spin the hype to do special things. Is this so, Sam? Is this the one where they, they actually like kind of got some of the rights for some of these old wrestlers? Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you play as a uh, Randy Santos for most of the demo, right? Yeah, I remember kind of funny. Uh, Greg Miller was talking about that this week, and he said it was like he loved it. But the interesting thing too is it's um it's they're all toys too they're all like yeah, wrestler yeah. action figures huh. and then they okay. they actually po are populated in a world where everybody's toys so you have other wrestlers but you also have like Lego people and like potato heads and things walking around so it's like a whole toy universe. When's this supposed to switch? I believe it's coming to Switch. I don't yeah, know what's going to date on. This is coming to Switch. It's like a Wreck It Ralph type <laughs> universe. Huh. There is no, I mean, most of them, this is just their world. I don't think they know their toys. Okay. Or like this, toy is, just, story, this is just reality for them, I guess. Maybe um, we're the toys. But mm. there's also the stuff I've been streaming. Um, so I've been streaming Mother 3 on Mondays on the RetroLogic Twitch Mother channel. Three Mondays. I love it. Um, so yeah, that's got on to chapter four now. So kind of getting into the heart of the game. Finally got to play as Lucas. And I also uh, rolled credits on a game I've owned a long time and never beaten Tuesday, also on stream. Uh, Ham Taro Ham Hams Unite for the Game Boy Color. <laughs> so nice. it's a short game, but I never beat it for whatever reason. 
Um, so yeah, fun fact, it is the last Game Boy Color game that Nintendo published themselves. Really? Yep. The later games in the series were actually developed by Alpha Dream. Not that one, but uh, Ham Ham Games and Rainbow Rescue were developed by Alpha Dream, and they actually used them to prototype some of the mini games in the Mario and Luigi series. Why did Hamtaro have like the bomb developers? It's because Hamtaro is the bomb, man. I mean, I like Hamtaro. I'm just wondering. Why, why is Mick Kids good? That's a good question, too. That's a whole other yeah. show. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there you go. I mean, it's same same question. We'll have you on an on-topic retro. Yeah, and of course, yeah, of like course I have kids. also been playing Mario Strikers <laughs> since it came out. Yeah. And it's a blast. We yeah, want so, to sit in this pocket and talk about that I, game. I think so because it's in my. It's going to be on my list too. And I that's my last on one. So I'll hand it off to anyone else who wants. To Justin, talk um, you like I think out of anybody on our show, probably were in the pocket for Mario Strikers more than any, yeah. any of us. I mean, I was excited about it because I thought the demo was pretty good. Yeah, but uh, what what have your thoughts been a week out? Um, so I have not played online. I've only played uh, the cup tournament stuff. And I just feel overall the game feels thin Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's disappointing. And maybe the, maybe the fun about it is, is in league, right. And the league doesn't start, I think for a couple more weeks or sorry, a couple more days. I apologize. I think it's like four days out. Um, The controls, once you figure it out is are enjoyable. Um, The characters are fun, but it just, it feels, feels very much like Mario golf and Mario tennis. Isn't which this is what the latest, the latest sports games have been like though, is they always release thin and then eventually. I, yeah. And I, and I, and I guess like shame on me. Cause I was thinking that it was going to be, we already had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I, I, th- I, I think, yeah. well, we hadn't got out. We hadn't actually got our, our hands on it yet. Right. Do you and think I, and there so, was going to be like some extra unlockables that people hadn't yeah, seen yet. I was kind of thinking that. And so, I mean, I went through, uh, you know, a cup in less than 20 minutes. One day I was just like, I'll just power through, right? Wasn't super challenging. You know, I do like the fact that there is, you know, it's kind of like smash meets soccer, right? It definitely feels, I I think calling it soccer is pretty loose and that there is a ball and there's a net, right? But it is very much like, hey, we've got these, you know, these weapons from smash or from Mario Kart. I'm having fun with it, but I, I, the solo experience is pretty tough. And yeah. so I, I don't know if maybe playing online will be better. Um, I, I, like I'm having fun with what I'm playing, but I'm like, it, it just, it's just another example of, I, I thought there'd be more, more than this. And just doesn't feel like it's got the depth. I'm not asking for like a, you know, moving novel kind of depth solo player, but it just, I just expected something a little bit more. I guess. Well, with, with golf, at least there was like a single player experience, right? It wasn't Except just like, nobody hey, liked it. Well, no, yeah, but- it was, it wasn't that good. It wasn't, but at least they tried, I guess, is, is my point. You know, this is just like, hey, here's a list of cups. If you want to play them, you can. You get some coins and you go buy some accessories. And once you do that with everybody, you're done until there's hope, another update. I hope it doesn't follow the, the trend that Nintendo sports games on the Switch have been doing. Like, Aces had quite a bit of support afterwards, but it was very long and drawn out. And a lot of people had already dropped off. And then... Yep. And then golf came out and there was even less support. Like, what have we got? Just one update, two updates, maybe that added some characters. Golf's over with. It's well, done. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't support it for near as long as they did tennis. So hopefully strikers, you know, at least gets more than one or two updates. Listen, this, I, I 
I know there will be people who disagree with me on this, but this is uh, this is my thoughts on it. Is this is th- these games seem thin because that's what happens when you put all of your eggs in the online basket. Yeah, that's I what happens like when you hang all of your hopes on people are going to play this online and it's going to blow up and it's going to be huge. And we forget about the fact that a lot of people, yeah, they they're 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 going to play it online. But they're going to dabble online. They're not going to. They're not going to like go all in like on Mario Strikers or Mario Golf or whatever. There's, there's very rarely. There's a rare breed of people who do that, right? Uh, and so when you neglect the single player, you neglect even stuff at home, like just offline. It just Nintendo Switch Sports is the same way. Well, the uh, online all is the still eggs in the basket things. online. The problem the online is still missing things too. Yeah. For yeah. being a full blown, if you're going to concentrate on online, then you need to go all out. Namely, the it. ability to actually play four on four, mm-hmm. right? Or, well, or at least even to like connect the, to connect. If you got clubs. Why can't you play against other clubs? Because we've been talking mm-hmm. about this, right? Like we just had this conversation offline about doing like cross club contests or whatever with other mm-hmm. communities, but there's no capability of that right now. The problem with Mario Strikers is that it sings in a local local multiplayer scenario. Mm-hmm. That's like in my experience with original and charge, that's where the most of the fun is. Like online is fine, but it's it's a little bit like Smash Brothers in that way, where like yeah. Yeah, you want to play next to somebody who's who you can like trash talk and like you know, there's a it's that kind of game. It's a much more frantic like experience, and it's not like Splatoon, which like sings online because it's essentially like you and a squad that you don't have to talk to. Like you can do your own thing. It's just built for local multiplayer, and unfortunately, they've like kind of trying to like shove online down our throats. I yeah I don't know I don't actually know. I view like, it more anybody, like I view anybody... it more like them trying to continue to shove local play down our throats rather than evolve to allow playing online with other people. It, but it's not allowing. It's more like it's more like th- the game of Mario Strikers is best played in local multiplayer, and that's not going to change. That's just how the game is. It's the same with Smash Brothers. Um, so like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you fix that. I don't. And, and here's the thing, like when I say it, that you're putting all your eggs in the basket online and the blah, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Have a robust online mode, have a good, competent, well put together, feature rich online mode, but also do the same for people who don't want to play online. Right. Or, yeah. or you, you've got you've got like right here. I mean, like in Mario Strikers, there's what maybe ten characters, five items, five uh, five stadiums to choose from, and that's it. Yeah, and you just yeah, play soccer. I, I think we're going to get characters along the way. What we're probably not going to get is anything like a single player mode. Sure. Yeah, I don't so think that's coming. But are the uh, restrictions? For online play due to just capability right now, do you think? Like, are we ever going to get well, it? Was it, it promised? That yeah, it does. For individual systems? Well, it was promised that we can play four on four, but they never said that you could <laughs> exactly you know, connect eight systems because you still technically can. 
if yeah, everybody if you have two people per system you can play four yeah. on four with each person controlling one player but so that's unlikely to happen for most people's situation yeah and that's what i'm saying is this a point where you know it, is the problem that nintendo needs to just you know by but, i mean finally upgrade their infrastructure online i don't well, know yeah, why but... this would be so much harder though i mean splatoon is 4v4 it has no problem doing that Obviously, Splatoon's not perfect, but I don't see why this game... I can understand why a game like Smash, it would be hard. I'm not so sure with this game, why it would... Well, this game didn't even get an online test. Like, you know, usually all these... The test strike and all in the stuff for Splatoon, like, they were testing out their online... Well, they, they the did. They did. They did with Strikers. Oh, yeah, they did. The weekend the, before. Yeah, weekend deal, yeah. So maybe there's maybe there's an issue there with doing four separate switches that they've encountered. Maybe that's why we're not getting it right now. It's dumb. I'm mad. I love Mario Strikers. Mario Strikers Charged was like probably one of my top played Wii games. And I was so excited for Battle League. And then it was just like, now I'm just not. And the fundamentals of the game, I think, are really good. Oh, sure. And I, I I think the same about, especially Mario Tennis Aces. Um, a little bit, I still like Mario golf. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm just not as into the golf. Um, I still think it was competently done. I, 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 I do think that too. I do think, I do think golf on the switch is maybe not as good as it was on the GameCube. but I actually think aces, I think aces is the best like iteration of mechanically the best iteration of Mario tennis. Um, I liked golf and on the Switch. I, I can't really I liked, speak for Strikers because I haven't played the previous ones. I like 3DS's uh, golf better, just because of the yeah. I've I've heard a lot of people say that the like, asynchronous play was the gameplay was where of Strikers was is not very different, <laughs> and it doesn't need to be because the gameplay of Strikers is solid. It, it holds up. It's next yeah. level games at their best. But, but Aces didn't have a high bar to to meet with the against the Wii U version of Mario right. Tennis. Oh, gosh. So. <laughs> yeah. But I actually think the N64 holds up really well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Better than N64 Golf, for sure. Uh what's wrong with N64 Golf? Uh, um, after playing after playing the new version of Golf, it's uh I mean, okay, I guess I'll give you that. Yeah, going back. I'll give you like that. A, was a <laughs> wake up call yeah. <laughs> trying to play it <laughs> i think as far as single player modes what we pro- what would probably benefit more is not so much like a story mode per se is just like a like a season mode or a, a like a legacy mode like yes. a, you know, yep. a way to like manage a club roster you know yep. have have it track stats over the course of a season have you you know try to like qualify you know and it's basically just instead of because they give you the cups which are like a tournament bracket just you know do something that's like a whole season with a tournament at the end it would just be a way to stretch out so you're actually building towards something generally playing game after game it's two words battle pass my god oh my gosh <laughs> battle pass no moving on we don't need those yeah, we don't know. Get that out of my Mario Strikers. Yeah. Mario Strikers absolutely. Battle League Battle Pass. Need something though. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh I here's the thing. It's a it's a fun game, and I agree with Dan. I think it's probably best played couch co-op. Um, I know when we when I played it during the the test kick or whatever, and it was all online. I mean, it was 
it was pretty fun online. But um, how long does this last? You get what I'm saying? Like, how long does it hold up without updates? I think they're going to have to update well, it pretty I, quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, again, what I'm excited for most, and again, maybe this is maybe we're fortunate. But I'm excited about the club. I'm excited about our community, right? Just like when we did the golf tournament. I'm excited about what content creators and what communities, what fans and friends mm. can do to do something about it. That's kind of what excites me about it. I really purchased it to play it with the community, very similar to golf. Mm. But I also believe that only has so much, so much legs, right? Because because like we can be playing this, we're like, oh, it's great with the community. Oh, by the way, instead you guys want to play Fall Guys with the community? Do you want to play something else? Right? Like, there's so many other things I could take that space. But I believe like it just it's just it doesn't feel full and it's getting frustrating with this. Like, don't worry, pay for it and we'll get it to it eventually. Um, And and they and they talked about we have updates. You haven't told us what the updates are. And I know that, Marty, I'm going to use a word you hate. Show me your roadmap. What does that look like? So that so that because right now, if I'm judging you on what you have in front of me, I'm not impressed. I've had some fun. I think the graphics are great. There's some there's some parts of it, but it just does not feel there yet. And Justin, I think I do have to say the cards you got are pretty freaking awesome. I can't stop. The cards I got cards. were banger. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Those were cool. Why, why don't we get stuff like that? Right. Yeah. But I mean, here's I the thing. Like I should not be them shift them wrong. I should not, I should not be more excited for the, for the pre-order cards. bonus that EB games gave, gave me than the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But by the way, the Donkey Kong one, Dan, look at me, look at me. It's sick. Do you know what I'm saying? It is a good looking card. It's a good looking card. A good looking card. Like maybe you should get it framed, put in a case. How oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Thinking about it. Yeah. He's a good looking ape. It's a good looking ape. That's yeah. a good looking ape. Also, it's uh, it's got French, it's got French on it as well, because it's sold in Canada. Right? So bonjour. What is oui. Donkey Kong in French? Donkey Kong. Uh, le Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty French man, huh? <laughs> I will say, wow. Justin, your comment about the roadmap, if they would just go out and they would say, okay, we're going to support, like they've done this with Mario Kart, right? We've got this many packs, they're coming and it's coming by this time and it's tracks. That's a roadmap, right? If they would say, hey, guess what? Mario Strikers is launching now. We've got a content roadmap that's going to carry us through this time uh, or the beginning of 2023. Uh, and you're going to get two new game modes three new stages and five new characters solved. Right. I mean, that makes, that makes me feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that cause it's my idea. I'm just saying that like, it lets me know, Hey, something is coming. You're not just going to leave this game here to die. Yeah. I, I don't like where this whole thing is going with games, getting updates over time because, you know, you know, we have the retro people on, I, 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 you know, I, I, I I've played Super Famicom. I, I played Famicom Disk System games last week. You know, games that are 35 years old, and they are exactly the same as when some, they played them 35 years ago. Someone 35 years from now trying to play this game on Switch isn't going to have the same experience because they just have the cart. Yep. Mm. Maybe. Unless they, well, and they don't sell. I mean, Nintendo's shown they're not going to sell a, like, you know, smash all in cart or a, a yeah. um, and then nope, and then nope. the carts themselves are getting cart. rarer because you know the game well, sells and, two million yeah. units, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's what one point two million carts. That's so, true, even of games like, that don't do this. 
You know, it, almost every game has a day one patch. That's just how game development is now. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a practice that has its advantages, but that comes with disadvantages. Yeah, it's a it's problem. I a- go back and I play charge and it's the same game that I bought when I bought it 16 years ago. Yeah. But, but battle league is going to be different in 15 years and I don't like it. I'll just play uh, charge. So how do we stop it? We quit that's paying a, for it. That's, that's apparently a future Nintendo problem, right? Um, yeah. At least that's what they're saying. That's what that's what the, that's what they're <laughs> the, saying by not saying anything. Yeah, These that's Robo Doug Bowser's problem. I'm a little weird. Like I'm a little bit confused as to why Nintendo, like if they just did like Mario Strikers DX and it was a remastered version of the GameCube game, which was perfection that like put online and that, and then you could play all the features of strikers and now it's then on your switch and it's in a very expensive gamecube game that people want to play now it's on your switch and they don't have to lay i don't know i don't know guys i don't have all the solutions then that spoils the nso gamecube app they're going to put out five years from now no i mean think about this (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is not a unique i mean stuff like this is is and people would cry about that they'd be like oh it's just a remake it's just a remake but then you've got sony on the other hand, who has remastered The Last of Us, and now they're remaking the remaster. This is true. Everything's just a remake now. It's just, you know... It's there's, splitting. Instead yeah. of Final Fantasy VII being three discs, it's going to be three separate games. Yeah. that's. Uh, I was hoping it was just going to be two, but that's just me. All right. Well, that's Mario Strikers, and that's what Sam's been playing. Uh John, Dan, y'all want to add anything about what you've been playing? I haven't been playing anything. I've been playing Pokemon Fire Red, so I don't know. I can can say a few games, Nintendo-wise. I've been playing a game called Bladed Fury. I don't even know if you guys would know what that is, but it's a Chinese uh, platforming game that's just like a combat platformer. Uh, It looks really good. It's got like watercolor type graphics uh very sharp uh, it's not very long i think it's like a two and a half three hour long game so i think i'm most of the way through now on what system <clears throat> on the nintendo switch oh okay it's on all it's on all platforms i believe but i've been playing on the switch uh and then i've also been playing uh biomotor unitron on the switch which is a neo geo pocket color game that uh they've been Putting a lot of Neo Geo Pocket Killer stuff on the Switch here lately, uh, individually. Uh, this this is one that didn't make it on the collection. And I've also been playing uh, Bionic Commando for the NES uh, for the next episode of On Topic Retro, which I have never, like, this is the first time I'm announcing that. So there you go. <laughs> Scoops. World yep. premiere. You, you guys get the exclusive. <laughs> I think awesome. that's that's pretty much it. I've been playing my Playdate. That's not Nintendo, but yeah. I'm supposed to be getting mine tomorrow. So, how's that Playdate oh. been treating you? It's awesome. Ooh, I the, did uh, get in the mail today. I did get a Turok uh, T Rex action figure. Do you want to see nice. my my Turok T Rex action figure? This is the T Rex from Turok. 
Nice. He's all decked out in uh, Native American gear because that he kind of looks like he has lipstick on. <laughs> and a little, little roar, roar. <laughs> and there roar. it is, literally dinosaurs. Right? Yeah, literally, literally dinosaur. a dinosaur. Right? <laughs> there it is. Oh, here we Shirts go. on sale at retrologic.games. <laughs> go buy a shirt. That's right. And stickers. Go go, go support them. And stickers. Um, the sticker stickers. comes with the shirt. I love it. I love it. Um, Tim, yes. what have you been playing? Well, right now I'm playing the eShop, looking at Bladed Fury right now, because I want to know more about that game. <laughs> so, but I'll look at that later. But I've been playing um, on my Xbox Cloud, been playing Chorus, because that came out. And because uh, I've been wanting to play it before, but never got around to it. And since it's on Game Pass, I got to play. I got to play a little of that. Yeah, that game's absolute trash, isn't it? Actually, I haven't played enough to say that yet. Right now, it seems like it's okay. I don't know if they uh, made patches. I'm not thinking chorus. I'm thinking grime. I apologize. You continue. Okay. But spoiler alert forgot grime. Absolute trash. Okay. Yeah, chorus has been all right. It's been, you know, um, it's a good space shooter and it does good barrel rolls. So like a good barrel roll. Oh man, is it Star Fox? Okay. <laughs> Hold up. Now, now you've got my attention. Yes. Do a so, barrel roll. Uh, I just did like the first uh, kind of like tutorial and a little bit of the f- beginning story. And um, I, I definitely want to jump back into it and play some more. It seems like an interesting story and stuff. I also fired up Trek to Yomi. Um, played that a little bit. Um, it was like, it was one of those games where you can, <laughs> you start playing the game and you're like, okay, I, w- I just want to check it out. And you keep playing and you're looking for a place to stop and pause it and save the file. And you're still playing and you're still playing. <laughs> so I got pretty far in the game. So, but um, just through the, I think when he was a child uh, portion, um, it's basically samurai por- uh, game where a uh, samurai story uh, where I starts off is he's uh, a teenager uh learning samurai ways and watches his master die that type of thing and he's getting ready to you know that was a flashback now he's getting ready to save his family or save his town village now and that's as far as i made it there but that's another game because zero punctuation did this this last week and he made a joke about that about yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yep so it's another one of those games i've been wanting to play i got i just dove into it just to try it out and definitely another one i want to keep playing um and i've also got to play on my pc the disney speedstorm beta that was out a closed beta uh this oh, past weekend and i really like asphalt nine because uh, that actually came out on the switch too i played a lot on my mobile uh, but then when it came out on the switch, I played it a lot. It is a pay to play game. Uh, or you start off play for free, uh, as far as asphalt goes, and then you, you can buy cars, you can buy packs and those packs will build up your car. Uh, po- I guess points, I guess for lack of a better term to build up, to get your car. So if you get so many cards, you then complete your car. <laughs> and then you can add it to your garage. So right now in Disney Speedstorm, what it looks like is that uh, you, there's like three different currencies, which is crazy. Um, 
but uh, a lot of yeah a lot of it is used <laughs> to uh purchase your characters and cu- and then uh customization of those characters so although i take that back no not the characters you don't purchase characters you're just unlocking customizations because you unlock the customers customers you unlocked <laughs> the characters during races and then you can customize it based on the currency you have and the tokens so uh, or tickets or whatever but i do have to say that right now without knowing full fully how much the, of it is going to be pay to win let's say um i had a blast playing the beta and I'm looking forward to it coming to the switch um, because of the characters were designed very well. Mickey, you get Mickey right off the bat. And at least I did in the beta test and the, the tracks, the music and the tracks were so fun to play uh, and hear and listen to. There's a lot of remixes to some of the, your favorite Disney tunes from movies and stuff like that that they do, um, from what I heard. And uh, one of the tracks I got to play was Hercules as Hercules. And the remix to the song and the track itself was just just bonkers. And I had a lot of fun but, with that. So, Tim, can you play as Kuzco? In the, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Okay. I didn't get. I didn't see that yet. All right. So I can't say yes or no. You got to pay can extra pull, for him. Can you pull the lever? That's pull the, the lever, Kronk. Maybe, right. maybe that. Maybe that's season three. It could be later on. Yes. So there is. Ba- there are yeah, battle passes for this. They do have battle passes for this. Um, and uh, yeah, it, I'm looking forward to tr- playing it full blown when it comes out. So, and it is summer 2022 that said that it would be coming out. So a lot of fun. If you like asphalt, it's going to be along the, the flavor of that. Cause it is game loft. If I can remember the name of the company, right. That is making this game for Disney. Sounds right. Um, and they, they're the creators of asphalt and you can see a lot of that DNA in this game. And I really like the asphalt. And that's why I mentioned that at the beginning Yes, I spent money on the game because I wanted some cars. That's just me. I love my racing games. So, uh, right. and this one is a good mix, I think, between asphalt and Mario Kart. I think. At, so, at me when you can be Cusco. Okay, I'll let you know. All right. Uh, some of the Switch games I played, uh, and which I also have videos out on our YouTube channel. Uh, one game is Cloud Gardens. It is a garden simulator if you will uh in a dystopian world where you have to take you you get kind of like um in a i guess a captain toad type setup where you're in a 3d environment right and uh you can turn the environment around and you can see all the the post-apocalyptic environment that you're in that you can plant and replant seeds and stuff like that and make make vegetation grow over all this post-apocalyptic type stuff. Like you could be, for example, you could be on a a section of a freeway where car, you know, rusted out cars are there and tires and road signs and stuff like that are off there. And then you just take these seeds and plant plants all around and just kind of you, it's supposed to be a relaxing game, which it was the objective is to fill up this 
this uh, scene with growth. Uh, so that's it. I would, and if it sounds stupid easy, it is. <laughs> so uh, I would just take a look at the video or go go to the uh, Cloud Gardens page on the eShop and just take a look at their video and you'll get an idea too of, of what this game is about. Uh, and it's got, it, it's like I said, it's pretty laid back. I played it, did it in the morning before I started work, just ended the video then. Um, and it's one of those things, if you need, if you're looking for something to play before you go to bed or to start your day off, that's really very easy and relaxing and not stressful. That's something to look at. The other game I was playing is uh, Demon Slayer, the Kometsu no Yaba. Hey, see, Jesse knew I was going to mispronounce that and he got it all ready. <laughs> and the Hinokami Chronicles. Um, that's, Actually, uh, I put that into Google Translate just to see what it translates to. And it, the translation is Demon Slayer. Okay. <laughs> so I this is, again, also a video that I did. I think I streamed this one. And Jesse, I think you stopped in to correct me in some of the things I was saying, too, there. But... <laughs> My Japanese is not very good as far as trying to pronounce that stuff. But this Demon Slayer game was delayed in its development and came later to the Switch and came recently and dropped. And I was able to uh, play it. And the reason why I really wanted to play it was because my daughter is into this series, into this anime. Uh, She collects a lot of the figurines that you can get now. And she has some other things from the series. Uh, And she's watched the anime and I think the movie. Uh, but this game is actually based on the anime and the movie. So you're replaying a lot of the scenes and the stories throughout the series. So this is another way to be able to understand this, this, this series and lore uh, behind Demon Slayer, which is really cool, actually. Um, and I played briefly in, in the video. Um, there's a lot of lot of talking and stuff like that so the the actual gameplay portions was very brief but at the the part i played was at the very beginning of the story of the kid i'm playing using my character i'm playing he becomes a demon slayer and he has to go through these trials and stuff like that so uh so there's a lot of backstory to be told there um and there's a lot of button combinations almost like a hack and slash but you have to make sure that you're being um, methodical, I guess, if you will, with the, with your button presses, not just smashing away, but doing certain combinations to get combos and stuff, which I like in a way too. So far I'm having a lot of fun with it too. So um, if you're into the demon slayer stuff or want to know anything about it, of course you can go read the, 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 the books or watch the animes and get it that way or you can play the story and that's what this game is essentially and that's what i've been playing muted jesse we'll throw it over to you then okay um so i did some streaming over the weekend uh saturday i streamed the famicom disc system games that i talked about last week i i did play all six games that i had uh, at, at the time, I recently got Zelda 1, and I'll 
not sure when I'll stream that. I haven't I haven't tried it yet. So like I hope the disc even works. I should be getting Zelda two in. I think as early as tomorrow, but uh, so sometime I'll do a stream of those. And then I, I mentioned the auction for Doki Doki Panic. I won that, so I got that game coming that I should have by the end of the month. So probably when I have all three games, I'll do another stream with those. Then Sunday, I I didn't stream it because Tim was streaming Demon Slayer, but I recorded it as a VOD of Gravatar Recharged, which we got from Atari. And I, I'm not a fan. It, it's, uh, uh, it's a shmup, you know, but, uh, you know, you, you think of like the original asteroids where you can, you you're a ship that can rotate in any direction and then can thrust in any direction. But this adds gravity. And then different stages and different planets have different gravities that really messes up your equilibrium. And I just wasn't able to grasp it. Uh, some, you know, so if, if you like that type of game, then give it, you know, I'd say give that a try. But, you know, it, it wasn't a me game. Then yesterday with the, the PlayStation plus revamping and I, I now have access to the ps3 streaming games you know i scroll through the library to see if anything would uh, jump out at me and i found a game that i for completely forgot about uh at least i forgot about it in terms of playstation uh it was karatika or karatika i don't know what the what the right pronunciation is on that one I believe I, it's Karateka. Okay, so I'm wrong. But I'm from it. Tennessee, so I don't know. <laughs> so I, I, this used to be a game I played like on the Commodore 64 and the Apple. So uh, it's a game I like and was able to complete. So I figured, okay, let's give this one a shot. And it kind of it's more or less the same game, except for you know in a 3D environment. But you're still running in a straight line. But the that straight line has a curved road and goes up and down hills and what and under bridges, so it adds a three D depth to it. But still, you're just running through a straight line to the next combatant. The battles are a little bit different in this one. It's it it's always you, you block their attack and then you have a window to a punch. And it took me a while to figure it out, but it gives you these. Uh, these uh percussion cues so if you just hear like a single drum then they'll attack once that you have to block but if they do if you hear like a almost like a chime then they're going to go like five or six attacks and you can't just hold block and to to eat all six attacks you have to press let go press let go press let go in the right timing and uh so it's almost like a parry yeah, but you have to like block all five or six attacks before you have an opening. Uh, so it's uh, it, it, the, the, so I liked the game. I was able to beat to beat the game. It has a different, slightly different story. Where in the original game, you know, you are just the one warrior, and if you died, game over. But here, you you have three lives, and each life is a different character. Hmm. That all are trying to win the affections of 
the lady that you are trying to trying to save at the end of the game. The the first one, I I think each one is less you know to her is less desirable, and is also easier because they hit harder. So you start off with the true love. So if you want the best ending, you have to not die. But if he dies, then this monk shows up that and just continues from where you left off. You don't have to start it over. And uh, and then if he falls, then like this big hulking brute shows up. And I was able to win with him. So I'm like, I don't think this is the game I'll go back to to see if I can get a better ending. But... It was just kind of interesting to play the the old game in a new way again. It did have some of the old music cues, if you're familiar with the old music. Like, da-da-da-da. They're really short things, but they use them in the game, when they, especially when they show the cutscenes. But uh, I liked it. It was, a, it was worth playing through again. You know, or, or for me, for the first time in this version. And, and then last, I, I played uh, Shredder's Revenge for the... Uh, I, I just played one stage before recording on the easiest level. And I, I, do, I like how the, when the stage starts, it gives uh, kind of like the silhouette version of what the boss is, similar to what Turtles in Time does. I didn't like the fact that it gave me a 21-page tutorial on how to do every move. I'm like, I'm not going to remember these. Don't tell me all this at once. <laughs> I had this discussion at the start of this show. Don't give me all the information at once. So yeah, I, I, I found like you know two or three moves that I liked that seemed to work, and I'm kind of stuck with it. And so, again, I'm probably not going to play it much, but I'll, I'll play it through once just to see the story. And then I'll probably put it down. I'm playing that on Xbox with Game Pass. Good deal. Uh, we've pretty much talked about all the games that uh, I've played, except for three. I just want to hit them pretty quick. We got a code for a game called Freshly Frosted, uh, which is a puzzle game about donuts. Uh, and I thought it was just like an assembly line type game, but it's it's um, it's like... The story is this this girl goes into her mind, and that's where like to 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 like to chill out, she imagines donuts being made. And so like it's narrated by this girl as she's like, hey, let's stare into the sky and imagine donuts being made. And, and so the way that, doing that I too right, often think I about donuts. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I need to calm down, I think about donuts being made. Uh, well, so so I, thought, I thought we all thought about a crumble cookie. <laughs> it's crumble oh, yeah, cookie. Yes. That's right. Yeah, we think about crumble cookie. Hashtag uh, crumble. Um, <laughs> the The basis of the game is you start at a um, the starting point and you draw a assembly line, and the game has various rules. Like you have to take it through the frosting, before you take it through the sprinkles, before you take it through the whipped cream, before you take it through the cherry on top. And then eventually you're making different kinds of donuts and you're like pulling different lines together. So it's a Krispy Kreme. Kind of. And so, but, but here's the really cool part about it is it's, it has this like 
kind of lo-fi soundtrack. And once you start the assembly line, like all the things move to the beat. So it's like the donuts are moving and the machines are stamping things. It's just very zen. It's it's really good. I played quite a few levels the other night because I just got lost in it. It's I I recommend it. Um also want to talk about lumberjack or lumberjack, uh, where you it's um you play as a bear who has an axe who goes in and uses his axe to destroy things that the humans are using to destroy the forest. So on each level, that's fair. You, it's 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 like an action puzzle game. So you're not actually like killing enemies or anything, but like you'll go in and like chop their cars up with your axe, and all the parts will go into the bear's backpack which will then eventually give you the ability to upgrade his axe. And each stage, um, you upgrade the axe twice to be able to break the biggest part of the stage, okay? So it's like a progressional type thing. The other thing that you can do is on each stage, there's a bear trap that you have to break. You have to get all of the, like, cleared off or technological spaces turned green again. And then the third thing you have to do and this is by far the most satisfying is uh, sometimes like you'll bust a building and there'll be like a human inside and they'll be grayed out. And if you press the action button, the bear slaps them in the face and they turn into a, like a better version of themselves. So I thought you were going to make a comparison to uh, oh, what was that little arcade game where the three monsters would, Rampage. Up. Rampage. Yep, rampage. Rampage. Yep. Yeah. Rampage. Except for you find a person, you eat them. You eat them. Yeah. No, you don't eat them. You slap them in the face, which is a, a little bit more satisfying. The only downside that I have to this game is there's only 20 levels. So when you're done, you're done. And like when I got done, I had unlocked. If you do, if you get all three things on each stage, you unlock different costumes along the way. And so at the end, I had gotten everything on every stage and unlocked all the costumes without really having to go back. So it's a fairly easy game, uh, but it's it's fun. And it's I think it's a little overpriced for what you get. It's $13. But I assume you don't get to build a Robo Kazooie for your backpack at any point. No, so that's another downfall. No, it does have some <laughs> it does have some pretty funny humor uh, as well. Um, I think it'd be fun for kids to play too. My my son liked it. So uh, I just, I think it's a little overpriced. So you may wait for it on sale. The other one that I wanted to draw attention to was a demo I played a little bit ago, but I did not talk about. And now the game is available. And it's, uh, if you are a fan of uh, Plants vs. Zombies or tower defense games like that, this game is called The Last Friend. And it's set in a post-apocalyptic world where you are a uh, human survivor who is rescuing dogs from like uh, Mad Max style villains, like and awesome. people. And then the dogs become what you use for tower defense. Yeah, they're oh, turrets and things. So, like, they're really, you, it's really good. Yeah, if okay. you like, the dogs are manning turrets. The dogs are holding shields. The dogs are uh, like fighting for you. But the added element to this game is you're on the ground too and you can like punch and kick the enemies as they come in to like soften them up you have to (laughs) yeah you do yeah you do have to uh 
and that and that leads to coins, which then you leads, but you can upgrade the dogs, you can upgrade like, and you're in like some kind of like souped up RV, like post-apocalyptic RV with all the dogs. Yep. And so the end of each stage or the end of every few stages sees you busting a dog out of captivity. Uh, and then it befriends you and you begin to, you, you can like sub them in and out and Some use their power. passive, passive skills as well. That's true. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. So yeah, there's like, it'll like be a buff or something. Yep. Uh, and so I thought this was a really cool game. Um, I don't know why I didn't buy it. I think it just slipped under my radar. Cause like it got delayed and then it came out without a lot of fanfare, but I'm telling you, you need to go check it out. If you're a fan of tower defense, um, it's called the last friend and it's available now. And there's a demo for it as well. So you can see if you like it before you, you try it. I'm going to download it now. Then you said, demo. if you love puppers, this oh, yeah. is a pokes. They, they could, they just, they could have just called it post-apocalyptic puppers. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. that would have been, that would have been fine. Uh, but that's what I've been playing. And with that, we're done and we're turning on our community spotlights. And as we do at the beginning of each and every community spotlight, we give our guests time to talk about them, to plug their show, to plug what they're into and what they're doing. And so I know that uh, Dan had to skip out because it was getting a little late for him, but John, Sam, if you want to tell people how do they connect with you, how they connect with the show, what's going on over at RetroLogic, all those different things. This is your time. Sure. So uh, RetroLogic is now a bi-weekly retro podcast. It's kind of like a variety show of podcasts, I guess. So we do lots of uh, trivia games, uh, just lots of lots of different things. But, and then we'll cover one topic in the show that's related to you know a, a vintage console or a you know a game in a series that we all like uh just just us uh sam and i and dan having a lot of fun talking about retro and games. sometimes guests yeah we usually have a guest there, it seems like we haven't had too many guests in a, in a little while but we need we need to fix that we, we really run a little dry I on guests i think we have a couple coming up Sounds yeah. Dan usually so. gets the guests for us. So, yep. But I think I I spied in the notes we have some on the way. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't peek in the notes as much because I'm also busy doing my other podcast that I started up here recently. That's also part of Retro Logic called On Topic Retro, and it's also a biweekly podcast. And it is a retrospective podcast. It's on one single game, and we. Uh, I and also any other people in the community that want to be an expert on a game for a day uh, can come talk about the game as well. Uh, and I'm on episode eight now. And as I talked about earlier, we're going to be doing Bionic Commando. And I believe I have signed up for that. Uh, Chris Logel from the community and also Wondrous Will uh, from the Mega Dads will be on to talk about Bionic Commando next week. And awesome. Sam, you, Sam does some other things. Yeah, on, so uh, the, the main things I, I do are uh, the blog, which you can find at, you can actually find everything at retrologic.games. That's our website. Uh, that'll have true. links for 
the podcast, the blog, um, any YouTube content, which Dan puts out, um, Twitter feed, all that stuff. Um, and also streaming on Twitch, which uh, currently is every Monday and Tuesday. It's been Tuesdays for a while, and I, I added Mond- Mother Mondays uh, recently to keep up with Mother 3. Um and yeah and don't forget also we have uh the retro groove podcast so we focus on retro video games on our podcast but uh dan's brother adam who you might know as octa rock from discord um and other places along with uh liam uh who you might know as lpd uh have a uh show where they talk about uh collecting retro music well they just talk about music generally and also collecting vinyls um so it's a nice fit uh, a lot of overlap there in interest that's cool that's cool i really i think that you guys have kind of the, the retro market cornered over there now you we just need like a animation podcast or a video. Hey, we, yep we were talking about that the other day we really need a retro uh film slash tv show podcast but Sam said he wasn't the right guy for the job. So, and I don't know if I have enough room for another podcast in my, <laughs> in my well, schedule. The same thing we do here is we always say, if there's anybody who wants to fill that vacancy, you know, yeah, we've asked hopefully somebody, I think <laughs> Marty needs it. Marty's all about Saturday morning cartoons. We need yeah. To- I mean, I just need more to do in life. <laughs> uh, we'll sign you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Uh, well, guys, y'all go check them out over at RetroLogic.Games. Get some stickers. Get some Literally Dinosaurs t-shirts. Go watch their YouTube stuff. It's all quality. Uh, be sure to check them out. And, guys, we are so proud that you were part of the Nintendo Dads Family Podcast. And uh, just, man, like, proud that you're part of our community. Uh, and so uh, we we love it and definitely want people to go over and check um, that out. Uh, so a couple of things I want to make mention of before we get into our updates about the family of podcasts, I want to remind everybody that we're running a contest right now. Uh, actually, uh, as you hear this, um, the contest is, you know what, I'm going to back up here because that contest is over. Uh, we will be announcing on next week's show, the winner of, uh, basically a random draw. We ask you to send in your favorite indie game that did not have a physical release that you wanted to have a physical release. Uh, when Barry was on from um, a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were going to pass that list on to him. And the winner is going to receive a physical copy of rain on your parade plus levels and features DLC uh, from those guys over there. Uh, and so the winner will be announced next week. And that game is actually not out yet. They're, they're currently producing that edition so we'll pre-order it for you we'll get the game to you it's going to be fantastic also justin uh if you can help us out here we're running a father's day giveaway we are on twitter right that's 100 percent correct we are we uh have got an article on our webpage. go to nintendodads.org and it is gift ideas for dad and uh uh, we had a one of her wonderful members of our community. Uh, can we, I think it's Chad. 
Is it Chad? Can we check who it that is? is? It's yeah, yes, Chad. Thank, yeah, it's Chad. <laughs> Write this article. Um, and it is recommendations for Father's Day gifts from video games to um, to clothing to kind of like great ideas. And we are going to give away a video game that we think is awesome for families and awesome for dads. And that is the new Lego Star Wars game. Um, big thanks to actually the publisher who actually sent us a code said, we'd love for you to give this away. So that's what we're doing. Uh, all you have to do is go over to our Twitter page, our number one pinned tweet right now, and just retweet that. And uh, we're going to draw a winner on father's day and I'm going to DM it. you and I'm going to say, Hey, congratulations. I've got you a North American Nintendo switch eShop code for the new Lego Star Wars game. So again, head over to nintendodds.org, read the article. Chad did an amazing job. It's so fantastic. Uh, we love it. We love the article and we love just kind of Nintendo dads, Father's Day. Like these are things that kind of fit in our bucket. So thank you for doing that, Chad. He's an amazing job at that. Check out our website. But of course, retweet that tweet is our number one pin tweet right now. Retweet it. Can I tell you how cool it is that, that we're giving away that game? Because it is absolutely a perfect game for dads to play with their kids. It's Star Wars. It's Lego. There's no lives. You know, infinite, almost infinite continues. It's great to play together. Uh, fantastic choice. So go over to our Twitter at Nintendo Dads and check that out. Tim, why don't you tell us what's going on on the Family of Podcasts, and then we'll get into our questions for tonight. Sure thing. All right. So as the Retro Logic team just mentioned here, they have their shows that they run over there at Retro Logic. Not only do they have the Retro Logic episode 81 that they dropped recently where they talked about the GBA mods and cheat codes and why didn't the Dreamcast have two analog sticks? Uh, well, you just heard John talk about that he's working on episode eight on Topic Retro, but right now you can go listen to episode seven, which John talks to Sam and the Nintendo pals about Gunstar Heroes mm. and episode 25, which is Retro Groove, uh, Adam and Liam break down their favorite albums that have sold 25 million copies. So lots of fun things to listen to over there by that team. And then Game Pass News, they they are working on, uh, in fact, they just recorded today, episode 58, where they'll be breaking down the showcase and the news from other presentations so far and what they liked and didn't like. So you'll be able to listen to their episode when it drops this Saturday. Um and then the Dads After Dark show, their last episode they did was 101, where they talk about gearing up for Mario Strikers. But I'm sure they'll be working on their episode soon, 102. So keep an ear out for that and how things have been going with Mario Strikers and the Dads After Dark Mario Strikers Club. All right. That's what our family podcast has been doing. Back to you, Marty. Awesome. So let's hit in some questions here from the community. Uh, Justin, this is for you from Acid TK03. He says, business, Justin, where's our Nintendo Direct? Oh, well, you know, I think this is a great question. We talked about it a little earlier in the show. You know, I think Nintendo, what they have done, I talked about this as a strategy that potentially was going to occur, was because they were not beholden to the E3 timing they had the opportunity to create space from everything else that was being announced and create their own really independent pr beat away from all of the other news in the cycle that was going on and that's really i think what we've nintendo's 
is doing here is they're taking potentially, and again, if the rumor is correct, uh, near the end of June to say, this is our time. And that's going to be great for them because they don't have to compete against anybody else's announcements. Nothing else gets lost and they can really own that moment, which I think they're going to do really well. I do think they need to communicate a strategy. They need to communicate what's going on. And I do believe they have something to actually show us. So hopefully in the next two weeks, they're going to show us something. But I believe that is most likely why they have decided to delay it. Hey, why do we have to actually do it when we're going to do it? We're going to wait. We're going to own our own PR beat. And that might have actually allowed them the opportunity to secure some more potentially exclusives or other timelines on their development cycles that were maybe a little bit loose, but now that's given them a little bit of extra time to actually complete this. The other interesting, really important part about this is that if it does indeed go in the week of the 29th, um, they'll have completed their cycle for Fire Emblems, um, the game that's coming out next week, right? So they're, they're, they're really going to have to focus on what's ahead of them, which is Live Alive, Xenoblade, and Splatoon. So this, the, so they're running out of runway. They're running out of PR stuff they have to talk about, sort of-ish. So they really have an opportunity to position, position themselves and own that PR beat at the end of June. Thank you. Thank you for that answer. Uh, here's some questions from Discord. Um, Jamie asks, if you had a limited budget throughout the year, would you prefer to pick up a couple of big, long games or a bunch of smaller indie titles? With the cost of living these days, it's hard to afford to buy new games all the time outside of birthdays and Christmas. I rarely get new games these days, so I resort back to playing the games I already own. If I do put, put, purchase a game, I want to get out of it as much as possible, as it might be a while before I get my next one. So my preference is RPGs like Fire Emblem, Three Houses, and Octopath Traveler. So which do you prefer if you don't have a lot of money to spend? Long games you can sink your teeth into or smaller multiple experiences that don't last as long. Keep up the great work. Uh, I'll start this one off by saying I'm going to buy the multiple small indie games, uh, even if it's especially if it's stuff that uh, I can play again. And there are several indie games now that are cheaper that do have a little bit of uh, miles to mileage to them. You know, I'm thinking like Chris Tales and, Games like that, uh, Live Alive, I don't think is coming in at, at a full $60. So, and I know that's not an indie game, a, but it's... I think that's a $50, 50. game. Yeah, 50. It's a $50 game. So, you know, I might... I, and I think, I, from what I've read, that's a pretty substantial game. Uh, but I don't know that I would necessarily consider it indie, but I also would consider it, which is a terrible answer. But what about I mean, you it's guys? A, it's a remake. It is a remake, but since it's never been released here. For me, especially as as the guy coming from the retro show, I mean, buying retro games is a lot like buying indie games these days. I mean, Mm -hmm. indie games are often designed to look retro, and you often are getting something that's, you know, not technically as high level, not as content packed, but often at a lower price. Um, Not always with with the retro stuff these days, but... um yeah, I, I find that uh, the longest games aren't always my favorites. I, I've actually, in, in a lot of the stuff I've been playing recently, I've found when it comes to RPGs in particular, I really appreciate the like 25 to 35 hour Super Nintendo RPGs a lot more than some of the newer. Though I'll, there's newer stuff that is a lot more trimmed to the fat too. I think, I think some of it is like, in like the PS2 era when you started having all those cutscenes and they made them unskippable. 
when it they started <laughs> to get and they're like oh yeah we can just we can just add another disc you know that's when they started to get really bloated and i think we kind of learned not to do that all the time but i mean i can't think of too many you know games that are you know 80 hour play time that i actually felt really satisfied about the whole 80 hours whereas i can think of a lot of you know those like 15 hour short games that maybe i wish they went on longer but um i was definitely happy that whole 15 hours with the game and you know i'd rather be wishing for more than uh thinking okay when is this going to finally end so I can go on to the next thing? Uh, now, with a limited number of games you can ever get, okay. But then you have to think, okay, well, are there short ones that are worth replaying? You know, ones that have that replay value or if they're multiplayer or things like that. So I'd, I'd go small variety, more of them. Okay. Yeah, Anybody else want to jump in on that? I'd say in general, same here, you know, more, more of the less expensive games as opposed to fewer of the more expensive ones that, but, you know, like, you know, if it's not a Persona or Dragon Quest, you know, if the game says, um, this is a hundred hour game, I'm probably not even going to try it because even, even the games that are shorter, if I get to a stuck point and I don't feel like I'm learning things in my failures uh, and I'm just failing for the sake of failing, then that's where I, I wrap it up. Like the, the Xbox game I've been playing for the last two or three weeks I put away because every route I have, oh, I have ha, that I haven't passed yet has the same type of obstacle and I can't beat it. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to fight with this. I have other things I, I can be playing. And even though that was a free game because it was, you know, on on Game Pass, but you know, <laughs> the same thing applies. Even if I would have, even if I had bought the game outright, I would have stopped at the same place. So yeah, I, ultimately I, I, the same answer: There's more fewer, more cheaper games. Yeah, I, I think it's a balance, right? Like, like for me, it's it's value, right? So great examples. One of the reasons why I like going black back to Fortnite, Apex, Overwatch right? Long-term value that I don't have to pay a lot for. And that is quick and easy and accessible, I think is one of the things that I like. And so games as services, one of the things that I like. Um, but I also think like as a dad, I don't have a lot of time to play a lot of long games, right? Like to have a continual block of like, here are three or four hours that you can sing into a game does not happen. So I've got 20 and 30 minutes. And typically that really works well for like small indie games or typically smaller allows me to do that. So I'd rather have a lot of small indie variety would be my statement. I also like Mecha Dragon's call out to, why don't you just get Game Pass? <laughs> so that could work too. Well, and he, and let's just say that to, to that end, it may be in a situation where he's, you know, Jamie's talked about not having a lot of money to spend on games. Maybe he only has a Switch. And so Game Pass is not an option uh, unless he forgoes buying those Nintendo experiences he may like to have, like Fire Emblem, and does it through cloud gaming somehow with Backbone or something like that. And that's not always reliable. So uh, ideally, that would be, yeah, I mean, I think that would be great if you do have an Xbox, Jamie. But um, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if, if you're just working with Nintendo um, and you've got Fire Emblem and Octopath Traveler on your list, I think those are what you're going to be looking for. And thankfully, 
you know, that you've got a new Fire Emblem coming out. It's a Moose game, but I mean, at least it's a new Fire Emblem. And apparently, if month, Le- Xenoblade. If, and Xenoblade, and if leaks are to be believed, then there's a new Fire Emblem game that, that got leaked this week that is has been sitting on the shelf for over a year. Looks very and Fire emblem Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind of weird. So hope that answered your question. Mecca, who we just mentioned just a minute ago, asked us, would you rather have Nintendo Directs be like they used to be back in the Wii U days with skits, comedy, and unique ideas? Or would you rather they have been uh, what they have been doing lately, where it's just here's a game, here's a game, here's the next one in a list format, 110% bring back puppets and fights and Bill Trennan eating donuts. Yes, yes, yes. All of that. Yeah, I wouldn't want every director doing that. Uh, I do kind of like if it would if they blended it. But Yeah, yeah mix would be better. Yeah, does yeah, this mean uh, going back to them not having any games to actually Yeah, announce? I was going to say, that's, that's why hey. they did those things in the past. There's no games. Listen. <laughs> Some of the best meme-worthy stuff for Nintendo came out of those. They're like, we don't have any games, but we have puppets. It's just as good. You know what? Puppets are fine. Puppets are great. I think I still have have the Awada puppet doing the directly uh, motion as my Facebook banner. (laughs) I mean, it's iconic, man. You know. What other CEO at that time, you know, or, or like head of a company at that time was willing to do those things? I, and and honestly, I I don't want to speak blasphemy, but that that's kind of what endeared Reggie and Awada to a, a generation of Nintendo fans, mm-hmm. right? Was he? They were they were willing to do that in the face of. Their company not doing good. They were still willing to mix it up and have fun. I think we've had this conversation in the Discord before is who could ever, you know, take that place and and be that person again. And I think it's Koizumi. I think it's uh, Squid Research Lab guy. You guys remember when the Switch got revealed and he was up there, like, doing magic tricks and stuff to reveal the Mm Joy-Con? Yeah. Like, where did that go? I don't know. I think I, just, I think it just builds a rapport with your your audience, and I do like the idea of like you're saying have a mix. But I, I think Koizumi's the last one left still doing it. Like he still does the squid research. Like when they announced Splatoon three, he shows up in there. his lab coat. Yep. And- yeah. Did he contort his body into a three like he did to a two? I think they did. Yes. Yeah, they, they did. did. I just think that the whole idea of like standing up there and being like, here's a game, here's some footage, here's a game, here's some footage. Okay, great. Is he gonna now, what we don't need 10? to do, what we don't need to do is to go back to the like uh, uh, days when it's like um, the, the Wii music on stage. You know what I'm talking about? Like, though, that, that was, mm-hmm. oh, bleh. We don't want to get that far back. Yeah. So rewind just a little bit. Wii U era but with switch success. A um, couple of uh, other questions here. Hey, it's Chad it says favorite arcade to visit growing up and favorite memory. I only had one, which was Aladdin's castle in the mall. My parents used to go to toward the end of the end of the trip. My mom would keep shopping. My dad and I would go to Frankenstein's hot dogs, which was across from the arcade. We would enjoy hot dogs and he would let me visit the arcade while he finished off his beer. It was always fun and the quarters never lasted long enough. Did you guys have a favorite arcade growing up? 
I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, I did have a local arcade I used to go to, and we back then we would uh, they would give free tokens depending on your uh, what grades you got on your report card. Oh yeah, so yep, you, you go there every quarter to get three or four dollars worth of free 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 games. Strangely yeah. enough, we had Aladdin's Castle as well at the mall. I've seen those. Uh, the one that we had that was uh, the most memorable. And really the only one that I know of was uh, an arcade called Tilt. Yep. Uh, and we had we had that in the mall that was close to my house. And we would I would always con my parents into being like, um, give me give me five dollars and I'd go get a roll of quarters. It was where I beat the Simpsons arcade game with a friend. <laughs> That's what I like doing is going to the malls to find out if they had an arcade when I was younger too. And then I think tilt was one of the ones I discovered and the one at the mall I went to had a two floor tilt. Oh, wow. Arcade. And that's where I discovered that holographic arcade game. I don't know if you guys have seen, remember seeing that if you went to the arcade, it was a dome and it had holograms that, Oh, it was I like have, a, um, this a sounds awesome. I've never seen game it. in there. It blew my I, mind as a kid. I remember so, that. Yeah, it was like hmm. holographic holograms. Uh, uh, the other, the other cool. arcade that, that was memorable for me growing up was uh, when our okay, this is really going to date me, but uh, 1992-93, Mortal Kombat two came out, and. We just happened to get a brand new Walmart Super Center, a Super Walmart. Oh yeah, in our town. And when it opened up, it had a Mortal Kombat two cabinet in the entryway. Like, I don't know yeah, now. I, I see. I don't remember a lot of arcades, but I can remember Welcome there being kids. like Have a random Kombat. machine. Yeah, so, so at the front of a grocery Walmart store. Now, now on them, yeah, Walmart now like has this place called Funland. Which I, I was there today, and all the video games are unplugged, and they're all crap. It's like yeah, Fast it's and the Furious Racer game. Yeah. It's, but it, uh, it, like they at the entrances, when you walked in and got your buggy or your cart, as some people call it, uh, those weren't in the like entrance way. They were in just a little bit further, and these entrance ways had arcade games in them. Mm-hmm. And so I would get my mom to drop me off at Walmart on a Friday night with a roll or two of quarters and me and my friends would, would go in the back and there was a McDonald's in this Walmart because Walmart used to have a partnership with McDonald's and have a a restaurant in, in Walmart. Mm -hmm. So we would go back and we would get like a 10 piece nugget and a drink and we would use the rest of our money to play Mortal Kombat two. And y'all do that today. No, no. Now, what parent's going to be like, yeah, I'll drop you off at the Walmart with a roll of quarters <laughs> and some other money. Go feed yourself. and play. I would not trust my 15-year-old son to do that. He'd be. So, yeah, in, in, in 1993, that's when I was able to start driving. And uh, I went to drive in uh, to Wizards. Uh, it was called Wizards Arcade on 8 Mile in Detroit. Yes, that eight mile in Detroit. Did you lose yourself <laughs> in the music and the movements exactly. while you were there? Uh, but that Did you have some that, mom spaghetti. That arcade was where I played uh, Mortal Kombat 2, yes, uh, Street Fighter, um, 
other arcade games, obviously, but I always preferred the driving games, obviously the sit down driving games, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, but my friends that went with me, they would, they definitely put their quarters up on there to play street fighter two and, and mortal Kombat two or mortal Kombat. So, but yeah. Wow. Did, did you, are you guys familiar with Showtime video, the rental store? Yes. I've heard of it, but I've never been in. So we had a, sh- a few Showtime videos uh, where I grew up. And they always had like a little small arcade room in the back. And that's, yeah, that's the same thing. They always had, you know, there was a Mortal Kombat cabinet in there and a Street Fighter cabinet and Primal Rage and, you know, Killer Instinct, all the fighting games. Primal Rage. Yep. Yes. Uh, Yeah, that's that's where I always played fighting games. What about Pit Fighter? You remember Pit Fighter? Yes, I remember Pit <laughs> Fighter as well. Not as what good. was the one? There was a fighting game where there was a dude who had a chainsaw, and like if you if you did a certain thing, you like cut off body parts from your. You, you all know what I'm talking about? No. It was no, a it was a two D fighting game like that. Okay. Uh, no. It had something to I do with time. And you guys were talking about Walmart. That my Walmart had Gauntlet Legends, yeah, as it's as the arcade yes. cabinet, and that's I put a lot of quarters in the Gauntlet. Legends. I just found Gauntlet it. games were definitely quarter time, eaters. Time Killers is this? It was. Uh, I think I there was a home game. port for the Sega Genesis, but it was it played like Mortal Kombat, uh, and like all of these characters were like out of time. So like you had like a knight versus a barbarian versus like a cyborg. It's really cool, but it never took off. Hmm. Oh, I guess I, I haven't remember. played this. I guess I haven't played this game because I never owned a Genesis. If I the final boss of the game was death. It was it was the literal <laughs> Grim Reaper. Uh, I think Belmont and you can only you can only win game. against him like by win around by decapitating. That's the only way you could win. Holy that, water. I played that game because it was right next to Mortal Ulta, uh, Mortal Kombat 3. And it was at a go-kart track that was near my house. And we would go exclusively for Mortal Kombat 3. And like I had this friend, his name was Cliff, and he was good at every fighting game. Like Street Fighter, yeah. he was he was fantastic. I had that friend and he he eventually transitioned. To Mortal Kombat, he's like Street Fighter's dumb. Street Fighter's dumb. Mortal Kombat's so real. It's bloody. It's you right. know, and that that's when I stepped up. I was like, well, Cal, I'll be good at Street Fighter. So because I, I could not beat him at Mortal Kombat either. It was it was bad. He knew I, every combo. I had he, one of those he, friends too. He would play as Cabal in Mortal Kombat three and just do the like run across, you know, do the combo. Run, spin you, do the combo. They knew all the fatalities. Made me so mad. Mm. Anyway, how about babalities? <laughs> Great question. Great friendship? question. Friendship. Great. Friendship. friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solo something. We're going to wrap up with a question from him. He says, "Which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle do each of you identify with, and why?" This is a great question. Donatello. 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 Donatello, because yep. he was uh, basically the nerd. Does machines. <laughs> yes. Mesa Espresso with a giant machine. Yeah, yep. Donatello here, because, you know, he, you know, four, the, the nerd, and in games, he has <laughs> the range. Yeah, Donatello for me as well. Donatello, <laughs> y'all, Sweet. was so, like, in the, ni- in the early 90s, was the patron saint of every geeky, nerdy child. Yep. 
uh, because it was like I loved fighting with this, you know, the staff. Well, yeah, I mean, you you feel like you're cheating because you can reach across the screen, right? Right, right. Why why would I use the? Why would I use Raphael with the size? That's why would I do that? When I played the game earlier today, I picked Donnie. Donatello, eleven levels in. Uh, He's he's good. Uh, well, that's a clean sweep well, for Donatello. I, I, did, I did notice that Casey apparently is not yet to unlock him. You have to unlock. Him. Yeah, yeah. Looks I think like you. It. I think if you beat the game, you get him. Um, which will be interesting. Uh, okay, wait. I got to read this real quick. Mecha Dragon just posted. Anyone noticed how the turtles are named after artists? <laughs> <laughs> So hey, uh, you want wait, 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 don't say anything. Let me just blow his mind. Uh, there's also some frogs that are named after dictators. <laughs> there's also a live action turtle show that has a fifth female turtle that's also named after we, an artist. We don't talk about yeah, we don't talk about Venus tomorrow. We don't talk about, we don't talk about <laughs> okay. It's not uh, an artist, though, a work uh, of art. Mecca, oh, Mecca yeah, Dragon, listen to me. Listen, we don't do this very often on the Nintendo Dads podcast, but we're doing it because, son, you need a little bit of education. Your homework for this weekend and this next week before the next show, find the Ninja Turtles show from the 80s, 90s streaming. Watch all of it. You'll be fine. (laughs) There you go. That's your homework. Uh, If you don't do it, you can't listen to the podcast next week. You're grounded. Here's a bit of, you know, maybe trivia. So, you know, the inspiration of a lot of the aspects of turtles was based off of daredevil. Yes. Yeah. In fact, so the uh, daredevil's the, enemies was the hand. So turtles enemy is the foot. The, the, of, of um, apparently the wreck that caused the mutagen to spell out of uh, the, the truck oh, yeah. or whatever that created the turtles is apparently also the wreck that caused daredevil to go blind. I yeah, love yeah. it. It's so it's so that, good. But that's, that's not that's a and fun. He's theory. trained by a he's trained in martial arts by a guy named Stick, and the turtles are trained in martial arts by a guy named Splinter. Yeah, all their all in the original run, all their headbands were red, just like Daredevil. Yeah, and also uh, in the original run, they are very much an adult. <laughs> uh, yes, and yeah, not uh, not. I, I learned that as a child. I was like, "Ooh, turtle comics." My parents shouldn't have bought me those. Uh, but they did (laughs) Uh, and on that note this has been episode 380 of the Nintendo Dads podcast we want to thank the guys from RetroLogic for hanging with us tonight guys uh, such an honor to have you guys on love the stuff you're doing over there y'all go check them out at RetroLogic.games not just one not just two but three podcasts and a YouTube channel uh, as well and a Discord uh, and a store and then cool designs, all kinds of stuff. Y'all go check them out. Retrologic.games. As we close out the show, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Solo Something, Alexander Ocampo, RJ Kern, and Chad Benoist. And we also want to say a thanks to everyone who follows us on YouTube and Twitch, all of our patrons and our Twitch Prime subscribers who also get access to our Discord community, just like patrons do as well and you can head over to uh twitch if you have an amazon prime account connect those things and use that uh you have to subscribe monthly remember that so every month you need to re-up your sub 
uh, to us over on Twitch. Uh, but we're climbing on up there. And also a reminder, you can get 20% off your Manscaped order with free shipping uh, by using the code NINDADS. That's N-I-N-D-A-D-S at manscaped.com. Head over there and get yourself something nice. Or as Justin said earlier, buy something for your father-in-law. That won't be awkward uh, at all uh, this Father's <laughs> Day. Uh, <laughs> it's been t- anyway, head over to NINDADS.org. Uh, where you can find our merch, all of our YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, links to social media, our Extra Life campaign, uh, and all kinds of great stuff over there. Uh, email us at nintendodads at gmail.com with your comments and questions, or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And remember, wherever you download us, and listen to this audio podcast, your service of choice. Be sure to go and give us a five-star review and write some nice words so people can find us and spread the good news of Nintendo Dads. For me, for Jesse, for Tim, for John, for Sam, for Dan, and Justin, this has been possibly the most packed episode of Nintendo Dads, episode 380. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. I know. Hey, peeps. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. If this is your jam, you are screwed up.